11 o'clock comics episode 195 <laughs> whoa that yeah. was strong that was really scary there was like a second octave there was like a, a new octave there flemtastic Hey Chris, that 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 sounded almost like uh like a uh, like unrelenting force. I think. Well, who me? Who? No, no, no oh, David. Oh, <laughs> I I had I was on mute and I was coughing. I was like, oh, you heard that? <laughs> you got the crud going on, buddy? No, I was just coughing. Yeah, I'm, I gotta I gotta cough myself. Uh, so I'm just gonna have to make sure I click on the mute button. You fart when you cough. Uh, <laughs> no, but I farted when I sneezed before. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's the I best. I feel like I'm like you're one. You're one of those ways from a hernia, though, right? Like, like <laughs> I love it when you're in borders and you're browsing and it's like real quiet. People are, you know, doing their thing. And I said, yeah, that's you. <laughs> that's the best. He should be, be like, I didn't do that. Nope, it wasn't me. It's that guy over there in the history section. My new office is awesome, but it's it's a little bit smaller. Like the the, the way it's set up is like the, there's a bigger common area, but the actual like in rooms are a little smaller. Mm-hmm. So like when I let one rip now, like it's bad. Yeah, <laughs> channeling it. I got. I don't know how to. I don't know. It's, it can lingers. It lingers. It's not is good. your seat leather? Of course it is. Uh, it's even it's even worse when it's no, leather, not leather. It's uh, yeah, exactly. It's not leather. Oh, yeah, it's the mesh, so yeah, you can. Yeah, it's you worse when it's cloth. Yeah, it uh, no, it's it's yeah, it's, it's, it's I don't know. There's no muffling. There's no muffling action on the air. <laughs> All right, what I, an intro. I know this. Well, presumably, there's music going on right now. Right? Yeah, you know this. Yes. Oh, yeah. What about all the bitchy little? Yeah, we gotta stop. cut that shit out because this is a popular episode, Mister Neesman. Because and, uh, right, oh, that's right, we're we're recording. Sorry. Yes, this is eleven o'clock comics. I am Vince B. Yes, you are erratic tonight, <laughs> and I'm Christopher Neesman. You is I'm David Price, and I'm Ricky Gervais. Uh, uh, oh. no, no, you're not. You're much more attractive. Oh, I wish I was. Yeah, you are Jason Wood, everybody. The tally master, the grand poobah of this episode and next episode because it is our yearly overview of our favorite funny books and related stuff for 2011, right? And Jason's in charge of the whole shebang. Hey, now. These numbers. This is it. It is. It's Jason's baby. These numbers would never have been tallied. We would have never gotten this off the ground. (laughs) We would not continue to do it if it wasn't for Jason's involvement because we're a bunch of lazy bastards. Jason makes me remember what I read in the past 12 months. It's true. Remember remember way back when when I said, you know what? I'm starting a text file. I'm going to put all the great stuff in There's one thing in it. One thing. Gabriel Hardman does great covers. Nice. <laughs> and uh, I will say something. Uh, because of all the stuff I had going on with work and everything, you know, I was really late in getting the thread up. Because last year we had the thread up for pretty much from like middle of the year on, yeah. and people were just updating it. So I was a little concerned that um, with only giving people like three, four weeks, uh, and toward the end that it would be problematic. But I have to say, um, everybody rose to the occasion. I mean, we had uh, we had I think a hundred and thirty different people casting votes and. Mm-hmm. Which is an, another it beat last year, uh, and they all came in, uh, like I said, in, in a few weeks' time. Um, and also, I got to give you guys props because generally I am on your shit 
to uh, actually fill your, your rosters out. And I know Vince had about one-third of his filled out on the day of the awards last year. Yeah. And uh, to all of your credit, you've all had at least most of your stuff filled out for uh, quite a few weeks now. So. Well, two of us have. Almost all of you. Yes. Yeah, well, I don't want to throw my man. That's my boo. I don't want to besmirch. <laughs> well, I don't know. I kicked it in the overdrive today. Today I was. I, see, this year I'm wearing my Vince pants because... I, I kind of went the crotchless one. Wild on it. Oh yeah, so, uh, I I, I kind of you know I was going crazy doing notes and shit like that. So this right. year was uh, next year. Chris will be late. Jason, I, I hope not. I'm never <laughs> I hope you're not mad, but I changed one. No, no. In fact, I I have one I'm going to change too. Although it's something that we're going to cover next week. So I, I would have changed. I'm, gonna be, I'm I'm probably going to change three or four of mine as we go because I'm still a little undecided. Nice. That's yeah. cool. That's real. Real talk. Yeah. Yeah. I I was going to change favorite publisher based on something that was announced this week because I'm okay. pissed. I don't want to deal with it. Since 2012. Man. I know. That's what I'm saying. So I'm not letting the current climate good shadow what has come before. Right, okay. Good. But right, in this that. episode. Part one of the 11 O'Clockers for 2011 has been brought to you by, is brought to you by, because it ain't over yet, Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, where you can get your favorite funny books and uh, assorted uh, funny book-related bric-a-brac. Probably a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about tonight at huge, amazing discounts. 35 to 75% off your favorite stuff, delivered right to your door. You don't have to lift a finger other than clicking that little button on the mouse to order your stuff. And... If you are a first-time customer, enter the following code in the pre-moistened slot, and you'll get an extra 8% off your already huge, drastically discounted items. David, what's that code? EOC8. Just like he said, EOC8. Stick that in. Another 8%. It's crazy. Discount comic book service, dcbservice.com. I don't want to take up too much time because we got a lot to talk about. Yep. Oh, indeed we do. Chris, take it away. Oh, am I the first one? You are the drink Dude, man. The drink roll call. Drink oh, roll call. oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. It's, I'm all looking forward to our categories. Yes, drink roll call. Um, uh, Jason, you go. What are you drinking? Uh, well, I, I wish I had something uh, particularly exciting, but uh, I didn't have a lot of time before we started recording, so I am simply drinking uh, a Tanqueray and tonic. Okay. A little it's TNT cool. action. With a, with a little lime? No. Straight up. <sighs> Straight up, all right. on the rocks, but you know, no, no fruit for Jason. Uh, Vince, no. how about you? I got a little themed thing, and it's kind of cool. And Me only too. only Dexter fans will understand it. I'm drinking. Now get this: a trio of Sam Adams brews, uh-huh. black and brew. Okay. Samuel Adams Winter Lager and Chocolate Bock. Now, while I was going through the refrigerator to get these, I found a pony bottle. Of beer, okay? okay. So I'm drinking a Trinity, but it's really four. <laughs> Get it? Don't you watch? Oh, <laughs> How about that? How about it? Chocolate Bach, the uh, <sighs> Black and Brew, it Pony Bottle. The, oh well, and and uh, Samuel Adams Winter Lager. Well, that's all right. I'm impressed. <laughs> uh, since we're um, talking um, thematic, it is. Uh, 
even though it's like April weather here, I was going to say it's winter, so it's time to break out the stouts, but it was like 56 degrees today. Now, it's supposed to snow tomorrow, but it, it has been April weather in Chicago for the last couple of weeks, which is awesome. But anyway, it is it is uh, the time of the year that I really like to drink stouts and, and some of the, the heavier porters and that kind of stuff, and this is thematic because it will come up later in the show, so here's a, a preview for you. I am drinking Old Rasputin Russian Imperial Stout. Cool. (laughs) And if you don't know what the tease is, you have not been listening to the show or reading comic books this year. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, David. Uh, Trying something different tonight. It's still Merlot, Vince. It's it's Rex Goliath, free range. Uh, Merlot from California. Uh, Rex Goliath was a treasured circus attraction. Weighing in at 47 pounds, Rex was billed as the world's largest rooster. Our wines are a tribute to Rex's larger-than-life personality with a big fruit-flavored, fruit-forward flavors. Sure to please. It's not too bad. My first time trying it. It's a fruity cock. You like it. (laughs) On my cheek. All right. See the three bottles are the Trinity and the Pony bottles like the child you don't get it okay is it is it is it biggest news of the year is that what we're correct yes okay okay because there's so many tabs and there's things all (laughs) over the place and i need to make sure that biggest news of the year what did i pick what did i pick um uh uh duh what was the biggest news of the year it's i think it's let's let's slow it down yeah (laughs) it's probably first first you're gonna hmm? okay well I was going to say you should probably talk about what the the audience listeners voted for, and, uh, then, uh, and then go ahead and give yours, and then we'll give ours. Okay, that's cool. how we're doing it. Yes, okay. sir. So many tabs. Um, Holy shit! So, yeah, really. <laughs> so biggest news of the year. Um, I can't find it either. <laughs> oh my god! No, no, I'm looking at the listener tab, and it's just like a, an assault. No, no, don't use that one. Okay. Order. Use the presentation order tab. All right, there we go. I'm loading. Oh, this is awesome. Oh, okay. Now I there see. we go. This is invigorating fucking radio. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, we got it now. We're good. Okay, so Cut that part out. The biggest news Can't. of the year: the runner-up percentage vote. Is that what we need to do? Go for it. Um, is day and date digital was was eight point seven percent correct? Okay, Look at that. Gotcha. Mm. Now the the winner with uh, an overwhelming eighty four point five percent of the vote from our listeners, and thank you for voting. Um, from a total of nine nominees was, of course, uh, DC's new 52 announcement, which that announcement was this year and the rollout was this year. So, uh, I think it's probably safe to say that, uh, that it was DC's new 52 that kind of dominated, uh, the comic book news this year. So, oh, they yeah. ruled. There was, there was yeah. no, no competing yeah. with that announcement. No. Yep. Marvel cool. tried. They did try, but they could not do it. All right. So and and that was also uh now that we're giving our picks that was that was obviously my my pick as well. It was it was just it was huge. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I I was the last person I think to um vote in this category and I mean it wasn't 
it wasn't one of those situations where it's peer pressure or am I going to try to be the contrarian, but I was just like, even after thinking about going back into the news site, whether Comic List or CBR or any of the other sites, I'm, I'm trying to find other things that might be even close. Nothing came near it, so nah. it, it had to be. Yeah, I got to agree. Uh, this is, the I think, the one category where uh, not only do we all agree, but it's also the one, obviously, where we uh, we echo the uh, the chalk, the sentiment of most of the voters. I mean, I don't know what else I could have voted for realistically. Um, yeah, the anatomy sort of dominated. I mean, yeah, we spent just be a contrarian if you're. Yeah, you know, I mean, we yeah. spent a whole month on it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, and and we've talked about plenty of DC books. Uh, you know, um, after the initial month where we covered the first issues of everything. So, yeah, it was big doings. Yes, impressive. Exactly. I wrote my notes. And Vince, you, you had the same vote. so I did vote for the New 52 as well. That was my top. Nice. And, and, and I can't even... Was, oh, you have runners. I couldn't even think of a runner-up. Well, no, my runner-up was, was the Day and Day Digital. Just, I mean, not just DC with, with the New 52, but I mean, you had other publishers announce. I mean, you had you had Marvel with the X-Men and Spidey books. You had, um, yeah. you had I think, IDW, Dark Horse. I mean, there were, other publishers are you know, joining, following suit. So that's pretty much, I think... Uh, Pricing notwithstanding, I think, you know, actually going, because I think a year ago, or even less than a year ago, I mean, we were all wondering, you know, how are the publishers going to, treat, how are the retailers going to feel about this and, and, you know, things like that and what kind of questions there were. But, I mean, all that aside, it looks like the publishers are just like, this is what we're doing. You know, I mean, this is the way things are going. And if, if this is what our customers, our readers want, I mean, not, the customers are the LCS, but if this is what our readers want, then... then it looks like, based on just the devices that are available to implement this service, it, it just, that's where we're headed. Okay. No so doubt. We, yeah, we, that's the uh, biggest news of the year. We're going to move on. And yes, it's, sir. It's David up next. Yes, with the favorite comic-related non-comic item of the year. And uh, the, uh, the runners-up. Included uh, X Men First Class movie with fifteen percent, which is probably the only comic book related movie I saw this year. The Batman Arkham video game at ten percent. The Super Gods book, which I do not yet have, at six percent. The winner from the uh, with the twenty percent percentage of votes is the Captain America movie with thirty-seven nominees and uh, out of thirty-seven nominees, and it is a movie that I have to see. It's one of the comic book movies of the year that, that I do definitely want to see. It's not, unlike, say, Wolverine Origins or, or some <laughs> of the other comic which I did see. I mean, I own it. But there, there have been other comic book movies. Like Freelancer, for example. Like, I have no intentions of seeing that, but Captain America is a movie <laughs> that I do want to see. So uh, it'll be my new to me in 2012 for next year. But uh-huh. uh, it's uh, my winner was the... Um, was the Green Lantern animated series, and uh, and even though we only had one episode, we had the pilot, which was actually two episodes. But I like Young Justice last year, or or in 2010 when when that kicked off the uh, when they gave you the teaser, and then it, it followed the, the series actually started in 2011. Um, I thought it got off to, to a strong start, uh, and and if if the season. But when it kicks off, I, I don't know if it's supposed to begin at the end of this month or, or February. But when when the series actually kicks off proper, I, I'll I'll be very happy to finally uh, be able to enjoy a a Hal Jordan that 
I'd have to go back to my long boxes and, and read my comics from the 70s and 80s to, to get Al Jordan uh-huh. like that again. So, yeah, you mean I'm he's not uh, he's he's not asking for uh, for Carol to co-sign at Carly's for him? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> nice. That's a hero. Oh, yeah. But my runner-up <laughs> was, uh, my, my, my runner was the uh, X-Men First Class uh, movie, which was one of the ones that I actually did see this year. And I, I did enjoy it. I mean, we can talk about it later. I mean, that was my runner-up. So what about you guys? Um, well, I, uh, unlike David, I did see uh, all the comic-related movies this year, uh, which in top of, uh, there was Captain America, there was also uh, X-Men First Class, there was Thor, um, there was also the Batman Year One uh, direct-to-video uh-huh. DC animation movie, um, and then there was the Young Justice cartoon, which I'm pretty sure yes. we talked about on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, all very, very good. I mean, I thought it was a pretty good year for uh, televised and movie versions of... Uh, of of superhero stuff. I mean, then obviously you had the Brave and the Bold still, and the 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 new Avengers cartoon. So it was pretty tight and right, I thought. But uh, but I actually uh, I agreed with the uh, I guess well with with twenty percent of the audience. I I voted for Captain America. Uh, right. I've seen it three times now. Um, of of all of the Marvel movies that my sons have seen them all too, they they like Captain America the most. So we've rewatched it actually just this past week. Uh, I just thought it was it was just amazingly well done. Um, uh, it was probably the one I was most skeptical about uh, going into it because I didn't know how they were going to approach approach the 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 film and, and how much of it was going to be you know set in in the uh, you know the uh, the olden days versus the modern uh, and I just thought they hit a perfect balance between um, sort of that silver age innocence that the comic back in the day had and and obviously the modern sensibilities of of filmmaking so I thought it was great so that uh, that too is my vote Captain America the movie. Ooh. Excellent. Uh, my runner-up was Grant Morrison's Super Gods. It's it's a fantastic book, and it's very much Grant Morrison musing on paper. It gets a little rambly. It's a little hard to read in in a lot of spots, but it's enjoyable. Ultimately, it's enjoyable. And I didn't make it my winner because the thing that I did pick as my winner was immediately enjoyable to me. I could jump right in and just sink myself in this side dish DC universe, so to speak. We're, it, we're it, happy it, to have you. It 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 mm-hmm. uh, is very familiar characters, but presented in in slightly and some extremely well, yeah. extremely different ways. Uh, and I wouldn't have watched it if it wasn't for my brother Dap, who uh, incessantly tweets on a lot of things. But one <laughs> one of the things was this television show, and I resisted for quite a while until well, he. Well, what is it that sold you? The Forever People. Sold there you me. go. And I'm, uh, of course, I'm talking about the Young Justice cartoon, which is fantastic in every way. Uh, definitely not written down to a younger audience. It uh, challenges them. The, the writing is very tight, very, I don't want to say adult, but it's a mature approach to um, a cartoon. You don't see that very often. And uh, I I just love it. I think the animation is fantastic. The characters are are wonderful, and it had the Forever People. And there's a huge uh, apocalypsian uh, tie to the series. What with Superboy and his little uh, companion, uh, the big Pokemon ball, 
but it, 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 it's, it's just a fantastic cartoon. I, I beseech you to watch it if you don't already. They seem to be taking a break because I haven't yeah. seen a new episode. And, and yeah. I jump on the damn show takes a break. That that's me right there. But. Well, at least you didn't jump on with secrets. But no, yeah. Thank I think, God. Uh, yeah. One shitty episode the in the one, whole run, yeah. and it Seriously. had to be written by Peter David. I know, dude. It kills me. The uh, I do believe. I, I guess they're just um, holding on to them for when. Um, when the Green Lantern and, and the next Batman cartoon right. and things like that kick off. So. Uh, Green Lantern was my third, my second runner-up. And uh, since I don't care about superhero movies, uh, I, I listed none of them because I, whatever. I, 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 it takes an act of God to get me to go see a superhero movie, and none of them this year compelled me to, to get off my fat ass. So, yeah, I'm a downer. There you go. All right. Well, Chris, all right. <laughs> um... <laughs> Mine, I almost felt like it was obvious, but it, okay, and, and follow me here. My pick was The Walking Dead, the TV show. And I know that it gets, it gets railed on by a lot of people, a lot of longtime fans of the comic rail on it for a variety of reasons. And I know that sometimes the acting is not Oscar caliber. I know that sometimes the storylines can be you know filled with either plot holes or 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 things that you really scratch your head about i know it's not i know it's not a perfect show but the reason i picked it as my favorite comic related non-comic item is because it has become a part of of the pop culture and we talk about how how the the movies were supposed to do that we talk about how you know video games you know do that to some extent but the walking dead i think has been the biggest comic book related uh explosion into uh the modern you know zeitgeist in you know almost since like the original like tim burton batman movie i mean it's like i hear people talking about the walking dead all the time whenever it's in season i hear uh, people on sports radio just mention it offhandedly if people are watching this and it came from a comic book series so that's it i know it's not perfect i still enjoy the hell out of it and a lot of people that have never read a comic book are enjoying the hell out of it so it's my favorite there you go nice I, i did enjoy the uh the second season, I know now it's we're, we're in the um, we're in the third week of January, but I, and I know February is when the, the mid season kicks off again. So um, after after the mid season finale with with uh, with Rick's actions, um, I think they left it off with a pretty good scene, and I'm I'm looking forward to to them continuing the second season. Yeah, I think it's going to be cool. Hmm. They're definitely going into some uncharted areas. Yeah, I will say I think that uh, uh, I think it probably I'm expecting the show to um, I think there's a chance that it continue to get better now that they've um, you know sort of gone away from it pretty significantly away from the comic book. You know, because in the beginning, obviously, a lot of people, myself included, had issues with. Even the littlest things that were different, sure. Um, and and it was inevitable that as they change one thing, it's uh, 
you know, cascades, right? I mean, you change one thing, then, then inevitably that's going to yeah. facilitate more changes. And now I think they're far enough along where I think it's going to be evocative of the book and the world, but certainly a lot, uh, whether it be the characters who live or die, the characters that exist and don't exist, uh, where they go. I mean, obviously that's, that's, there's been pretty major departures and it may ultimately benefit from that, I think. Um, especially if those of us that had a problem with it can kind of get past it and just stick with it and look at it for what it is, which is its own thing. So, yeah. Okay. okay. So the my next, turn. huh? No, it's my, my turn. No, it's what? my turn. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Vincent. <laughs> Vince, Vince, Vince. So uh, I have to say this category is one that made me smile because um, when we did the 11 O'Clockers the first year, we were actually uh, politely chastised by a few friends of ours who had webcomics. That's the word. Yeah. Because we, uh, we did not – we had like 30 categories, but we did not have a favorite webcomic category. And uh, our honest response at the time was fair point. Don't but read. Yeah, we just weren't really reading webcomics uh, with any regularity, and so it just didn't feel right. But, um, you know, it's it's amazing how much changes in two years' time because yeah. um, I think not only with us specifically, but I think in general, um, the popularity and uh, and diversity and quality of webcomics has just uh, exploded. And uh, I know I have a bunch now that I read on a regular basis. Um, and uh, just to illustrate that, I mean, we had 42 different nominees in this category. That's awesome. Is, yeah, pretty awesome stuff. Um, and it's probably, frankly, only a fraction of, of the webcomics that are out there that are worth reading. Um, so uh, the there was a tie for third place, and that was with a webcomic that I first heard about from, from the DAP, and that is uh, Menage uh, 3. Uh, I believe I'm saying that right, right, David? Yes, yep. Um, and that's uh, it's a naughty, naughty webcomic. Uh, very adult and explicit. So yeah, it's it's rated R. I mean, it's 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 like Skinamax. It's soft porn. There's you'll see boobies, you won't see any <laughs> penetration. Um, so yeah, so it, but it's it's they it's right there above the strip that that, that it is a rated R comic book, right. uh, comic strip. So uh, and that was just about five percent of the vote. And tied for that uh, was uh, Warren Ellis's Freak Angels, um, which again is something I know at least. I, think I still think of it, it right? as a prank comic. I know it's a web comic. I still think of it as a prank comic. <laughs> Do the three the three of you read it, right? Yeah, I I, re- I read it in trade though. I, I I read it online. It's one of the few. Yeah, yeah. yeah I I kind of let them stockpile a bit. I'll go and I'll I'll read like a couple of months at a time. But yeah, I, I read it online. Yeah, I I I don't read it. Um, but that's just because uh, I have a rule. I can't read a web comic from someone who doesn't uh, let me follow <laughs> Twitter. But that's that's my that's my own personal. Opinion. Uh, in in second place, and certainly the one uh, the web comic probably closest to all of our hearts, especially this year, uh, is Mystery Solved, yes. which uh, which got a little over eight percent of the vote, and of course that is written uh, and created by Mr. Zach Cruzy, our buddy Zach. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, for for those that are new to the show, uh, one of the arcs this year was masterfully illustrated oh, by our beloved Speed. Yes. So, uh, so okay, just, I, I'm just ignore the last two. Oh, stop, stop, and then stop be it. fine. Stop uh, it. But the winner, uh, another web comic uh, created by another buddy, uh, with 14 percent of the vote, and that is Battle Pug Oot. by Mr. Mike Norton. Uh, which, for those that don't know, it is a uh, web comic devoted to a uh, a pug who uh, and uh, who <laughs> set in a art. barbarian uh, realm, and uh, it's it's. Pretty astoundingly awesome stuff. Um, you know, I know Mike had uh, had it's been epic. wanting to do some, something online for a long time, 
And actually, the iFanboy guys had asked him to do a T-shirt for them. So he, uh, an image of he has pugs at home. Uh, so an image of uh, a Conan-esque person riding on top of a bug uh, popped into his head. He drew that for them for their T-shirt, uh, and that was largely the impetus of him starting what is now a very successful and well-read webcomic. Uh, so, uh, so definitely, definitely deserving. Um, now, all that said, on, uh, Monday, right? What's that? It updates every Monday, right? I believe that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, all that said, they, none of those all were worthy, but they were, none of those were my my choice. Um, I also have to give shouts out to my choice from last year, which is Julian Lytle's Ants, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, continues to be uh, hilarious and right in my wheelhouse. Uh, and then uh, another that uh, I know I've talked about on the show before, which is uh, World of Hurt by Jay Potts, which is uh, uh, for those fans of aphrodisiac or black exploitation films, movies. That's that's right up your alley. But this year for me, um, the winner, which uh, is a webcomic I discovered this year uh, from Mr. Tom Scioli, uh, his American Barbarian. Nice. Uh, the URL is uh, ambarb, A-M-B-A-R-B dot com. Uh, for, for those who don't remember me talking about it uh, earlier this year when I first discovered it, it's, uh, it's basically, you know, Tom is, uh, is unapologetically a Kirby, uh, a Kirby fan. Uh, most of his art is very... Um, uh, evocative of that uh, this is a uh, so if you look at it you'll you'll recognize the Kirby influences it's it's not dissimilar to the stuff you see in Godland it, as we talked about when when we chatted with Tom about this it's the webcomics uh, I think a bit more um, organic you know it's a little bit he's a little looser with it he just lets it fly which I think um, w- which I like you know it's it's not quite the super tight uh, you know polished version we see of Tom's work in Godland and it basically revolves around Rick who's the youngest son of Yusuman, uh, and he is a barbarian uh, with red, white, and blue hair, and he has to defend the realm uh, against um, uh, an Egyptian battle pharaoh named Tutank Omen, uh, who looks like Tutankhamun, only he has uh, tanks for feet, uh, and it's just out there, crazy, just, you know, just off the charts, high concept stuff. Um, I, I adore it, I added it to my RSS reader, I love it, can't wait to uh, see each new set of panels and uh, it was an easy choice for me to be frank so american barbarian check it out look at that i basically listed all of the web comics i read which is again is not a whole lot but it's more than last year okay my runners up mike norton's battle pug which uh well jason said it all it's fantastic uh, American Par- Barbarian by Tom Scioli. I am breaking Jason's rule because Mr. Scioli doesn't follow me either, but I'm, I like his webcomic. <laughs> uh, Julian Lytle's Laugh Out Loud Ants. When I understand it, I sometimes have to ask what the hell <laughs> certain things are because I, I don't speak a whole lot of the, of the, the language, but it's still funny. So there you go. If I don't, I'm not in that world and I still find it funny, it's damn good. That's, Julian Lytle's Ants, but my number one, my winner, the the webcomic that speaks to me, closest to my heart, uh, features a fantastic cast of brilliantly designed, creeped out characters. You have Blaine B. Blades, a.k.a. Cankor, Cobra Axe, Root Beast, Rondo, Dr. Error, Skull Lady, uh, grief de- deliverer, and there's a whole bunch more. It is a psychotronic, shockabilly, melty creature feature, high octane horror sci fi freakout called The Calamity of Challenge. And it's by <laughs> Mr. Matthew Allison. This thing, 
I, when I first saw it, I was like, it was like finding a long lost brother. This guy is is drawing and writing. It's like he's mainlining everything I love. You have the the Big Daddy Roth influence with the the hot rods and the rock and roll and the 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 uh, there's like a Wrightson influence in there and a it the universe is so hot everything looks like it's melting there there's just oozing and it's brilliant and he published it and we talked about it way back in well not way back but back in uh eoc number 152 go back and listen to it if you want to hear more about it uh the earl is loafdish.blogspot.com loaf as in bread loafdish.blogspot.com check it out it's just amazing so good matthew allison's calamity of challenge that's it all right uh i'm going with uh with our listeners i was a big fan of the battle pug me too it is it's and it's always it's always hard because you know i know mike and i web comics for me are it's kind of a hard sell um just because I don't think of it, you know, I I still, you know, I'll even read digital comics on my iPad. I never think of reading web comics. It's just something that still I, I wrestle with. But there were some amazing ones. Uh, Ryan Brown is a guy that I think does comics for the does traditional comics, but um, he's in, in the camp that they one of the only ways that he's been able to get his stuff out there is by self publishing on the web. So Blast Furnace. I think it's blastfurnacecomic.com. I'm probably wrong there. You can just Google Blast Furnace Comic and God Hates Astronauts are two of my favorite comics. Um, and they're, you know, largely only available on the web. You can, you can get the mini comics of Blast Furnace. And, uh, I think God Hates Astronauts is, is limited, you know, limitedly, it's available in a limited way in print. But, uh, I mean, that's, those are those are probably my favorites. Is is Battle Pug, Blast Furnace, and God Hates Astronauts, and they're all funny. So that's another thing about web comics is that uh, most of the comics that we read, very few humor comics out there. Publishers don't really publish funny comics. If you want to find humor comics, you have to go to the web. Web comics can be incredibly funny, and you just don't find it that much in printed work. Too busy with the capes and the cowls. That's yep. it. So work on what sells. Uh, mine was well. I had Menage Three, and uh, and that was pretty much the winner. Um, and then my runners up also included Mystery Solved, Battle Pup, uh, and uh, and and Cats by Maggie Gross, and, yeah. and Ants by, by Julian. But um, over the past few weeks, I have been reading a new strip called uh, The Conjurers. Uh, the Conjurers. Dot com. It's done by Brian Anderson, who does a newspaper comic strip called uh, Dog Eat Doug, about um, a little dog, Sophie, and um, who had the run of the house until Mommy and Daddy brought a baby home. And so now Sophie has to – Sophie and the baby kind of um, coexist and, and, and team up to cause mischief. You never really – it's kind of like um, – it's you never see the parents – face you just see like from from their ankles up or uh or or in silhouettes from far away you never really see dad's face he never comes up from behind the newspaper or anything but um the conjurers is uh is about 
a uh, young man who is taking care of his sick mother by kind of um, conning people by, by doing street magic, you know, three-card Monty, or, you know, find the pea under the, the walnut shell. Um, he, uh, he cons an elderly couple, but um, they end up tracking him back home, and he, he goes to, you know, give them back their money. But the, uh, the woman... The old woman says that uh, she basically she wants to hire him because their son was um, was driven to uh, to death by a magician or by somebody in Vegas who basically um, used their son for all his son was worth and and then discarded him and 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 drove their son to death and so they want this young man to that uh, they're using him. To exact revenge, and um, it's it's a gorgeous strip. It's uh, it's updated every Monday. Um, it's colorful. It's it's just it's so unique. It's it's unlike other web comics. I um, I spend my time on, but it started late in 2011. So I think um, I, the first act hasn't completed yet. It's 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 uh, it's a couple months old, so it's still something where you don't have to click kick keep collecting previous so many times to, to get caught up it's you can go from the beginning and and be caught up with just uh reading a few weeks worth of um of strips but it's it's one that uh that i'm definitely going to stay on top of throughout the um throughout the year and and it's like all the others already are in my google reader that this one has been added as well so that is that that barely but it did be menage three this year for me all right Look at that! So now it's my turn, and I'm it gonna is. do a little. I'm gonna do a little different. We set it gonna, up for you this way, by the way. I know. I'm gonna read this. Uh, I'm gonna read the forum winner at the end after we all give our all right. choices. Okay, Switch just mix it up. Mix it up a little. Yeah. Bit. What could possibly overshadow Jack Kirby? It, it takes some doings to overshadow the king, but this, uh, in 2011, was the first experience I had with Jack Kirby's The Losers. It was a, uh, back in the day, it was a war comic. I didn't usually gravitate towards the war comics. Even though it was done by Jack, it was something, eh, I'll get around to it someday. Someday was, what, 30-some, almost 40 years later that I finally read the damn thing? And it's it's fantastic, but it wasn't good enough to capture the top spot in my favorite new-to-me uh, category. That was taken up by Mr. Greg Rucka and J.H. Williams III's <laughs> How about Bat that? Batwoman Elegy. Wow. Which totally knocked the wind out of me. I mean, Chris was harping for a while, and I just thought, you know, he was going, no, no, really. I, I thought Chris was going on about the Rucka thing, like he usually does. For, for, like for, for Chris do. likes Rucka? For, for a good reason, you know. Greg's a, a great writer, but it, it was, it's a bat book, and, and I didn't want to acknowledge his existence, and it took me forever to read it, but holy crap, once I did... Good God, what a fantastic comic book. I mean, it, it's, I, I hesitate to call it the perfect comic book because there is no such beast, but it, it comes damn close. It, uh, visually, it's a, um, it's a symphony of, of beautiful layouts and, and astounding colors by, by Dave Stewart, right? Yeah. And Greg's yeah. story is amazing, but man, that, that, I don't want to say that lives and breathes on the art, but I mean, it's, that, 
but he, he yeah he beautiful. plays plays to the strengths of of jh williams yeah probably uh yeah it's just amazing and and it it eclipsed jack kirby go figure Ooh. wow good going what was that would somebody growl no <laughs> go ahead uh, next up is, okay, is so you chris it's me uh, excuse me. Uh, what was my favorite new to me? Uh, oh, I know what it was, and I changed my vote at the last minute. Uh, it was uh, Legion Lost. Mm, oh, wow. good choice. Yeah, my yeah. boy. Yeah, it was because uh, uh, I don't even remember what I had what I had voted for. Uh, the favorite new to me. Oh yeah, I had, I had originally put down uh, the Meta Barons and and the oh yes, right, yeah, and, right. and you know that's kind of a a duh move. It's of course Meta Barons and the Inkall are amazing, and I can't wait to. I, but the thing is, I haven't finished them. Uh, uh, so yes, I still have to do that. So uh, as here. amazing as they are, I still have some reading to do. But uh, Abnett and Lanning's uh, Legion Lost from from DC was twelve issues of what awesome uh sci-fi space opera should be man it was so so good the characters were so well developed in it you really cared about them and just and we talked we talked ad nauseum about that book for about what two months or so uh so i don't know if there's much more to say about it but uh uh kudos to DC for putting out a really nice hardcover of it this year mm-hmm. and reintroducing people to uh, a, a run of comics that, that they may have missed. And if you're looking for a really good entry point into the Legion, it's pretty good. Nice. That is uh, a great, great category, uh, nominee, by the way. That is. Thank you. I wish I, I wish I read it this year. The uh, Mine is something that... Um, I probably should have read when it was coming. I have no idea why I did not. Um, I did not read, I guess, a lot of old stuff throughout the year. Um, I was trying to catch up on, I guess, a lot of the newer stuff. But um, obviously, I have a few things based on the gift exchange and and from my buddies that um, will be nominees for uh, 2012. But it um, it is the Finder Library. Uh, or it is, is Finder, period, but it is it is courtesy of the Finder Library Collection, uh, published by Dark Horse, the first two volumes that I have sitting next to me. Um, they've been publishing it, and, and it's, uh, like I said, it's, it's um, I do not know, I don't know why I, um, I pushed this off to the side or, or was not reading Carla Speed McNeil's story as it, uh, as it was coming out. Um, I know it's been coming out for a while. But um, and whether it was just as self-published, I don't know. And I mean, I, I've seen her in Artist Alley, and and I, I think I've picked up an issue here or there. But um, because obviously I wasn't reading the story from the beginning, and I mean, if Dark Horse is putting out a library collection of it, you know, there's a lot to take in. Um, maybe it was just a little overwhelming just picking up an issue here or there. But um, it's not what I expected. It's it's. It's well crafted. It's a unique and and strange world, and and I love the characters that that she's introduced us to. Um, kind of no holds barred. I mean, it is dense, and you have. I mean, there's footnotes and annotations in, in back of 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 the volumes. Um, it's not it's not for the kitties. It's because um, they. Oh, what is Dave Dorman gonna do? 
I, well, no, there's no breastfeeding that I come across yet, but there are some flying members here and there. Um, but it's uh, it's it's something that if if you if you want to try something different, if if um, like, like Vince likes to talk about, you know, if you want to kind of get away from the caves and cows, then then give um, give Finder a shot. It's uh, it's I think it's well worth your time, and and I no idea what they because I was buying them through DCBS when they were being solicited so um, even if you just get them retail I think they're worth the price because it's they're thick and and like Vince said they're dense so yeah. that is um, that's that's one thing that I'm kicking myself for not reading sooner but I'm glad to have the opportunity to read them in the collections that they're uh, that they're releasing them in yeah same boat brother you and I there you go. I, I, I didn't touch Finder. I, I had maybe an issue in the teens, and I, I really liked the art, but the story just flew way over my head because I, right. I, 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 I had my first exposure to it. I, you can't just jump into Finder. You, right. you need, and that's the brilliant move on Dark Horse's part. You need to read it in big chunks, and the library uh, editions are just fantastic for that. Yeah, Carlos, Carlos Speed McNeil is really good. Yes. Oh yeah, and if really, and really once you read the uh, the Finder libraries, you can follow the new adventures of uh, Jagger in um, Dark Horse Presents, right, David? Yes. yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's the only yeah. Finder I've read was the uh, Dark Horse Presents, which is different than the the Finder in the library. It's it's well, it, it it's uh, same same story, different kind of approach, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. Well, this, uh, unlike, I mean, David mentioned that he didn't read a lot of older stuff this year. I'm just in the total opposite category. In fact, uh, I would say I have an insane amount of quote unquote new stuff that's been building up, uh, aka the Rajan pile. And, uh, may, uh, in no small part because I have read a ton of older stuff this year. Um, you know, I have this comic room that's full from, you know, sealing the floor of, of, of all kinds of collected editions and stuff. And I was just started this year. I said, man, I, I got so many things here that I, I've always wanted to read or would like to reread and I just need to get on it. So I, I really did try and, and as much as possible, if I read a chunk of new stuff, I would say, okay, let's go into the comic book room and grab something off the shelf and read it. So I, I'd say probably about half the stuff I read this year was older stuff. So it was a tough one this year for me. Um, uh, I didn't have Legion Lost listed, but that actually is a great one. Cause, um, I gushed about that on the show, uh, that and that was definitely one of my favorite reads. I, I didn't even it didn't even come to my mind um, when I was comparing my list, but that's a fantastic one and probably would have been a candidate had I thought of it. Um, another one that that was very close to to getting the nod was uh, was of course the mage stuff, which uh, oh yeah, as as we know is uh, is, is near and dear to David's heart. And uh, I read the the entirety of 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 the mage goodness this. This year, uh, and had a chance to uh, to meet the man himself. So it was yes. uh, it was definitely a uh, a Matt Wagner heavy year for me, and I, I adore that stuff. I also gave an honorable mention to uh, the Bernie Wrightson creepy stuff, which um, I got you know to probably at least half of it was new to me uh, in that collected edition that uh, that they put out this year. Um, but but really, um, just edging out Mage because I did adore Mage as well um, is another. Uh, book near and dear to David's heart, and uh, and I had this in my in my to read pile thanks to David for giving it to me last holidays, and that was uh, the Adventures of Grimjack, Mister John Gaunt, and uh, as I've talked about on the show, this is just amazing stuff. 
beautifully drawn. Uh, just every story was a different genre. Um, you know, just uh, the, the the whole concept of Sinisher and you know this nexus where all these different realities and uh, and things intersect was just just fascinating and obviously made such a rich universe for storytelling. Uh, I devoured the first omnibus. I am partway through the second uh, omnibus and uh, cannot wait to continue reading. It's it's I would say John Gaunt easily my my favorite uh, new character in, in in quite a few years. So. Um, so hat tip to to Dappy for introduce me to it and uh and I I am I'm so grateful cuz it was fantastic. I'm glad you liked it. That's great. You're welcome. <laughs> well, the the favorite new to me category seems to have garnered the most diverse spread of Yeah, absolutely. Of oh, sure. Of course. With uh 78 in, uh unique items were nominated for this category and the uh the average seems to be in the 30s or or, or low 40s so much much more diverse uh spread with this category and the winner with 7.8 percent of the votes my book my all-time favorite comic book commandy jack kirby's commandy probably yeah because of the omnibus and uh the first omnibus sure and that is that's insane that uh a book like that could come out of the Bronze Age and just recapture um, the hearts and minds of modern readers. Yeah. That shows again, you that's a strong again, damn you know, book. Kudos to DC for taking such care in releasing all of the Kirby stuff. I mean, you look at mm-hmm. the the Fourth World, the the Four Fourth World Omnibuy, the um, the Commandy, the Losers. Um, uh, the Green Arrow, the OMAC. It's, Demon. I mean, they've done an amazing job. Definitely. Yep. Definitely. Exactly. And, and Vince, let's be honest, the, uh, the Omnibus certainly helped, but I would say your un, undying love for Commandy uh, <laughs> over the last uh, three, four years that we've done the show, I'm sure certainly made a lot of our listeners uh, put that near the top of their uh, to-read list. So. Yeah. Um, Best yeah, comic book ever created. There you go. Hey, a lot of big he, ideas. He, he, sure. he he blew shot the wad on Fantastic Four by calling it the world's greatest comic book. But when he was doing command, he said, "Damn, I should have saved that for this because this is <laughs> the world's greatest." <laughs> nice. All right, uh, Chris, you're up, my friend. Uh oh, are we a uh, favorite publisher? Yes. And um, let's go with the. Uh, um, the runners up, uh, coming in, uh, shall we say, uh, there were 10 nominations in total. Yeah. Which and again, you would expect it to be a low number just because there's only so mm-hmm. many publishers. Yeah. Right. Sure. And, and most people are going to vote for, for two of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> coming in, uh, third place, uh, from the fan voting with 5.7% of the vote is, uh, the little company that could, uh, Fanographics. And uh, coming in with a massive 8.6% of the vote is the House of Ideas, Marvel Comics. And uh, no surprise, off of uh, the big news of the year and a lot of our excitement and fan excitement, with uh, with a whopping 58.1% of the vote, uh, DC. So big year, big year for... Uh, for the distinguished competition, yes. yeah, and just one uh, you, image comics. You uh, you just probably oh, forgot. 
Oh, yeah. oh, I need that's to right. No, over. image oh, okay, was second okay. place with eighteen percent. But uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I, I was small window scrolled over. So yeah, yeah. Sorry, image comics eighteen point one percent. Which uh, since uh, I am leading off, uh, am I? Yeah, I'm leading yes, off ours. Still trying to get used to this. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with uh, with our uh, fourth place finisher, and uh, this was a year I really kind of started to figure out what Fanagraphics does. And that it's, is it's just... took you long enough. I know, right? <laughs> it should have been your new to me. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's and it's it's not that I didn't know Fanagraphics as a publisher. It's not that I didn't read Fanagraphics stuff, but this was kind of the first year where I where I started to figure out the 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 breadth of work that they put out. And yeah. everything from from humor comics to purely art comics to amazing collections of of stuff that nobody else is going to put out. That you know, without Fanagraphics, I I don't know who Jacques Tardy is. That's a good you know, point. Plain, plain and simple. Plain and read is an understatement. Um, they the thing about Fanagraphics is that whenever they put something out, you know. I mean, you know it's going to be done right. You know that the production quality is going to be high. You know that that the the attention to detail is going to be taken care of. And they go out, they find talent that nobody else is is going to publish because of either economically they're not able to, or they're not going to take the risk to publish someone like Jason. You know, not Jason right. Wood, but you yeah. know the, the comic book creator Jason. Uh, Fanographics. All Jasons are awesome. They well, <laughs> that one is for sure. And uh-huh. you you throw on top of that that they have probably the, in my opinion, the greatest living artist working f- for them, and and that uh, um, huh. that that kind of seals the deal for me. And so, and don't forget, they are one of the very few publishers that engage in true comic journalism and and they have been doing it for decades comics journal the comics journal yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so um it it's taken me a while and i i always looked at at fanographics fanographics as being uh pretentious that's what all the pretentious comic books fans <laughs> read. and maybe i've turned into a pretentious comic book fan but i I maybe <laughs> thanks, David. Uh, I I find myself uh, spending a lot of time looking at the fanographic solicits for what what's coming up in 2012. Yeah, yep. I, I love when they're uh, when they release their little seasonal catalogs and let you know what's coming up in the next few. Oh, months. it's so great, right? It is it really is? And and I thank Chris Marshall for um, for always making me aware of those. But um, just see, just see your dollars just loading up. <laughs> I, I am before I get to my runners up my my winner. I, I was I had to chuckle when I you know see the House of Ideas um, be ranked so I guess I'll say low in the um, in favor publisher. But then when I was going through everybody's votes and uh, and I see a lot of Uncanny X Force, uh, Amazing Spider Man, and and Legion of Monsters, and it's it. But it just goes to show you that whoever you're Whoever your favorite publisher is doesn't mean that they're putting out your like favorite monthly 
comic book at any right. given time, and I, I, which is why I get a big kick out of these these little uh, these shows in, in particular, especially. Well, I, yeah, and I think that that's I, I think to that point when you're one of the bigger publishers, uh, I think to win this category, which DC did this year in, in grand fashion, um, it has to be because you're, you know, obviously no one's going to like everything that Marvel or DC puts out, but I think that uh, if you read a lot of quote-unquote big two comics, you know, it, it can't just be a few of the comics that are knocking your socks off. Right. It has to be a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, I'm sure some years were like maybe if people were really grooving on one of the events, like maybe Civil War, I mean, we didn't, we weren't doing the show back then. But, you know, if something was like really floating your boat, like 52, you know, I right. could see that. But but this year, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, as we'll get to really more next week, I, I certainly some of my favorite comics this year, uh, if not my f- absolute favorite comics were Marvel. Uh, but, but I, you know, right. But they're not my favorite publisher, and it's, yeah, right. And, I mean, just because, right. I mean, I think that uh, that that uh, they didn't do enough on a. On I think a I think goodwill. I think goodwill also might go a little ways, and and mm-hmm. depending on who you have speaking for you at any given moment, might uh, might sour the fans. But getting back <laughs> to the, um, the 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 show, uh, my runners up. Where uh, Evil Twin Comics for wrapping up comic book comics. Oh, it's such a good nomination. I didn't it, even think that's so good. Um, Image, uh, DC, Marvel for for a few of the books that I mentioned earlier. But after looking at what I purchased throughout the year and what I enjoyed and and um, what what they did for me overall, um, I I have to say. Dark Horse Comics. Uh, it's um, and I mean and we you don't even have a bad pick. It's it's um I mean I've I'm finally reading BPRD because of the collections I'm reading Finder because of the collections they put out the Too Much Coffee Man omnibus um, the Milk and Cheese mm-hmm. um, Dairy Products Gone Bad uh, collection um, they uh, they they hit it big with their digital storefront this year um, the Return of Dark Horse Presents you have um, creepy. And, and 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 like Vince likes creepy, uh, and and since and for the first time since Dark Empire, I bought a Star Wars comic because it was drawn by Mahmoud Asrar. So kudos oh, nice. to Dark Horse for 2011. He's kind of good. He's, he's pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's got the chops, and he and he produces. He and his wife produce a, a an adorable little baby. Let me tell you. You're right. Oh, yes, and congratulations to them. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> so, for me this year, uh, I went back and just, I, I don't know if you guys do this, but when I go to vote, um, I go back and see who I voted for in prior years, just yep. out of curiosity. Sometimes, yep. I, I, sometimes I look at who I voted for and I think, really? I voted for this? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, because it's like, you forget that in a year, how many comics we consume. Uh, things. You know, I was like, wow, I, I must have really been vibing on it at that moment, but um, but in the in the best publisher, I didn't I did, or favorite publisher, I didn't need to uh, to even really look because I know that I, I I voted for Image, mm-hmm. uh, and then last year I voted for Ad House, um, and uh, I don't know that any of us have ever voted for my winner this year, and it's sort of surprising I to think Chris might have. Okay, yeah, I thought Chris might have one of the years, but but certainly um, mm-hmm. along the lines of Fantagraphics, this I, I, you characterized it, I think is a little engine that could, and so I guess for the second year in a row, I'm voting for a. A smaller publisher who, uh, who frankly I think should should be a much bigger name in the world publishing than, than than they are. But uh, it's what I think you're talking about. They've they're yeah. definitely moving that way. 
Yeah, so so my 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 winner this year, and to be honest with you, it was uh, it wasn't hard. I, this this to me was a <laughs> a no brainer because if I look back in our show notes, I I think I've talked about almost every book they put out this year on the show, uh, and that's top shelf. Yay, um, Chris Staros, you know. So Chris, I, I know you listen sometimes. So if you're listening, uh, congratulations. Uh, but but I just thought this was an awesome year for them. Um, every year is an awesome year for top shelf. I mean, I think between the four of us, we we read a good chunk of the stuff that they put out each and every year, but. Um, but this year, I mean, the diversity of of the catalog just just wowed me. Um, you had the Chester Five Thousand, which of course was the naughty uh, erotic book. Um, you had uh, you had Any Empire, um, you know, which was I thought a really well done uh, you know follow up. Uh, you had the Homeland Directive, which uh, I talked about, which was a, a a pretty cool espionage sort of conspiracy book. Mike Huddleston, um, baby. Yeah, Huddleston, of course, which I think we'll, we'll probably be talking about him uh, again in, in later categories. Yeah, you had the, the Colleen Coover, Paul Tobin, Gingerbread Girl, which I talked about, which was a fascinating little yarn about a, a pretty much a, a psych, well, not psychotic, but a uh, an insane girl who thinks that uh, she's got this twin sister out there uh, that was cut out of her brain and and has grown up into a, a doppelganger of herself. Uh, uh, you had uh, actually, ironically, probably the the best selling and best known of of the catalog this year is the one I actually haven't read, but it has to be mentioned. That's Leave Extraordinary Gentleman, uh, nineteen sixty nine. Yep. Um, you had Liar's Kiss, which I don't know if we talked about on the show, but I did read that and enjoyed it quite a bit. And then uh, for me, uh, the biggest book that they put out this year, uh, and uh, even if this was all that Chris published this year, he probably would have been in the running for me for favorite publisher, and that is a. Uh, Kagan McLeod's Infinite Kung Fu. For real. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but but honestly, Good, strong uh, strong year for Tom. Yeah, Jones. I mean everything yeah. they put out this year. Uh, I think I read all but League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And that's just because I'm waiting to read that whole the whole the whole thing together. Um, every I really genuinely enjoyed, if not loved, every single thing that Top Shelf put out this year, and that is not easy to do. Um, you know when you put out you know as much as they did. So. Hat tip to to Chris Staros and to all the creators. I yeah. just I thought it was a hell of a year for them. So and they're they're still kicking it with the the kids angle with the uh, Kachalka stuff. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, Ali and and, and Ali. Yeah, yep. yeah. He's got yep. he's got all the bases covered. Chris, Chris is a very savvy businessman. He really is. Yeah, he, yeah. and always personable. I mean, oh yeah, he talks to me. Every time, there you go. Every time, every time we go up to him at a convention, it's like you know, shakes your hand, yep. and, and and whether he remembers you or not, he's going to, to you know, he's going to spend a few minutes and talk to you. And, and actually, true. he's always. Uh, I mean, I know Chris knows him quite well, but he, I know a couple times this year, he's uh, pinged me and said if we ever wanted to have any of the you know the creators yep. on to talk. And obviously, we don't do a lot of that kind of thing, so we haven't availed ourselves. But you know, but certainly. Um, but to be fair, I mean, you know, Chris is, you know, in a, in a way, is responsible for, for a lot of us getting to know Jeff Jeff's work, Jeff Lemire and Matt Kent, and mm-hmm. you know, the, and and I, I, they're two of my favorite not only creators but people in the business. So yeah, he's he's Staros is is the man. He's he's way up. I'm I'm glad I could finally give him this little recognition because because he yeah. probably could arguably get it every year. You have to say it. Respect. Respect. Because he deserves it. You know this. I'm breaking a streak this year. How many years have we been doing this? Counting this one. Is this the fourth one? Or is, uh, it, is this the third one? I think it's the third. Third, yeah. Okay. Well, Image Comics used to be my go-to company for this Absolutely. category. Um, uh, not so this year. Which is not to say that they didn't have a good year. They had a fantastic year. It's just that the two publishers above them had even better years, I believe. And... I really struggled 
with uh, the pick for this because my number two company, which was Fanagraphics, had an astounding year. Third volume of Johnny Ryan's Prison Pit, the uh, Carl Barks Lost in the Andes oh, collection, point, yeah, that's right. the Jack Tardy, uh, Jack Jacques mm. Tardy Library. His friends called him Jack. I'm sure they did. And they published a little book uh, last year that I'm going to talk about next category, so I won't blow the surprise, but I feel Fanagraphics is responsible for the number one uh, book of the year, the thing that, oh, that, that overshadowed everything uh, last year. Uh, so Fanagraphics was number two, but I had to give it to DC for this year. Yeah, yeah. I was Just, shocked. I was shocked. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. They, they made Wednesdays fun again for me. Uh, the, the the first three issues, uh, possibly four issues of the new Fifty Two, excitement was running high for me. I mean, naturally you have that that uh, waning period where the titles you thought you liked weren't what you thought they were going to be, and you know you, you kind of weed out the dead wood, which I've been doing. But that's, it, that's it, suicide squad. Yeah, but no, I it, know it, it's told just you. it's just not a. <laughs> uh. I don't want to say Suicide Squad's a bad book, but it's just when compared to the others. When compared to books like Deathstroke and Omac and uh, the the Animal Man and Batman and all that stuff, it it just doesn't compare favorably. And I can spend that money better elsewhere. So, but I mean, I, I think the point is, is you were a year ago had basically <laughs> sworn off Big Two comic, right? No, exactly, no, and that, right. you, had yeah. sold, that, you had sold thirty years worth of collection. I mean, you had had. Yeah. Superman and Batman comics that were, you know, 25, 30 years worth, and you sold them with no regrets. So nope, I still don't have, have regrets. Have you back reading those characters is, is, is astounding, really. It is, and it was all because of the bold move of just wiping the slate clean, so to speak, yeah. more or less. I mean, uh, yeah, the, the, a lot of books were affected uh, if it didn't have a bat or a ring in it, uh, but for the most part, they did wipe the slate clean, uh, but... Recent uh, recent announcements have made me think that you know the, the new boss is kind of the same as the old boss. They're they're lapsing into that traditional gimmick ridden publishing oh, bullshit that that I hate. Uh, but it, I mean, I, I want to keep yes, I want to I want to take that out of my mind and just focus on the last half of 2011. And DC just captured my attention like no other 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 publisher, and so I have to give them publisher of the year. I have no recourse. They they were you, they were on my mind every week. Love it. Yeah. There you go. All right, All right. David, you are up next, my friend. I am well, up. With, we have, have forty five minutes to uh, to do one, two, three. Ah, with the time five, limit, seven, <laughs> seven eight, right, nine time, categories. You're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna go there, really? <sighs> I'm just saying. Dude, I thought you already did your AC for this week. Seriously. The uh, the the favorite single issue slash one shot of 2011. Uh, this was um this was interesting. This um second only to the uh, new to me for 2011 with 61 nominees. Yeah. Uh, the the runners up were non-player, which I guess that. Can, be considered single issue or one shot. Uh, <laughs> I think that's going to be the, the only shot. <laughs> seven, uh, 4.7% of the votes. Amazing Spider-Man, 655 with 5.8 of the votes and uh, percents of the vote. And uh, the winner with 8.1% uh, is Fantastic Four 600, which Oy. 
I have not read. Sure either you or Vince got this category. Christ. You know, man, um, I flipped through it. I, I did. I did actually see it. I, I, I walked I, on know, it. I, 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 uh, I, you know, it, it's Fantastic Four, and and you know, I couldn't just say, oh, but it, yeah. So that one, uh, based on the, <laughs> how about uh, that? Based on the listeners, way to go, folks. The, um, but you know, when it comes to the. Uh, the, the important ones when when what we voted for um let's see i voted for see i'm trying to move my um where the hell are we there no see that's uh i'm sorry no yeah it's mine is uh which was a runner-up amazing spider-man 655 i was i um well i'll go, I'll go through my runners at first um dc retroactive i wanted to pick one of these uh i read batman from the 90s um but i i couldn't pick that one because the bad guy was fucking scarface uh dc retroactive superman 90s didn't win because even though it was well drawn by uh john bognova and um was a nice story by louis simonson it um it didn't really grab me um the only one that kind of really did based on the gimmick that that felt like I was still reading a book from back then uh, was the Justice League America 90s by um, Dave Mateus and, and Giffen and, and McGuire. Um, but that even still didn't hook me too well. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 655 was, I kind of wanted to do a, a one-off type of issue, but this was actually part one of two. This was, uh, this was titled No One Dies. It's, um, it was an issue beautifully penciled by uh, Marcos Martin and uh, written by Dan Slott. It, uh, the first half of the book is silent. Um, <laughs> it's, it, it has no, no word balloons, no captions, no, no, uh, no sound effects. It, um, it's a funeral, and, uh, and, and someone in Peter Parker's life um, was killed the issue prior. Um, the second half is uh Peter kind of coming to grips with with things and um it it's a great dream sequence especially the way i mean as we we've seen Marcos's work in in Doctor Strange the Oath and and Daredevil and and um we know how he can kind of manipulate a, a page layout um it, it was perfect for a dream sequence um it, it was it's great little inner turmoil going on with peter uh and it does like i said it, it is part one of two so it does there's a cliffhanger at the end of the issue but um it was it was powerful it was well done it was it was it was well written and well illustrated and and after looking at everything that uh that i read this year i even even with the new 52 stuff there wasn't any one issue that um that stood out so much because there really weren't too many standalone issues in the first four months we've had and in, in, uh, in what the new 52 has given us. But, um, you know, when I just look back and, and look through the, the annuals or, or the one shots that I've read, nothing really stuck with me like amazing Spider-Man. Respected. Cause I saw that that was the runner up and I was thinking what the hell happened in that issue. So now I know. Yeah. Props to you. Um, so for me, it came down to, uh, the runners up. Uh, I mean, I, I gave them a little bit of thought, but but they they really weren't. I wouldn't say uh, the decision for me was easy this year. But but the 
Uh, give nods to the aforementioned non-player number one, which uh, was a beautiful book. Uh, I, I don't know if we're ever going to get another issue, uh, but it sure was awesome, that first issue. Um, Wolverine 5.1, which uh, I know the point one issues have been somewhat vilified this year for the most part, but I thought the, the Wolverine point one was terrific. Um, it was the uh, you know the birthday party that I, I I think I talked about on the show, but it was great. Um, but for me, the the best single issue uh, is the uh, the ultimate issue of one of my absolute favorite creator and series of all time, and that is Fear Agent number thirty two. Uh, of course, written by Rick Remender, uh, art by by well pencils by Mike Hawthorne, uh, uh, inks by. Uh, John is it uh, Lucas? But John what's Lucas, that? yeah, and uh, Lee Lowridge on colors. Um, look, we've talked about Fury Agent quite a bit. Uh, it's a book we've we've uh, we've all you know at least uh, tasted a bit. But it, but it's uh, it's just an amazing book. Uh, this was the the end of Heath Houston's journey, um, and I, I thought that you know a lot of the times, whether it be a TV show or a movie or uh, or a comic series, sometimes the the finale of something you really love can be really anticlimactic because you have your own um, suppositions as to how things should end, and so if it doesn't end that way, you're disappointed. Uh, in in this case, I I didn't really know how uh, it was going to end, but I will say that uh, when I read this issue, I thought it was pretty much just about as perfect a way as Remender could have ended it. Uh, just it just seemed perfect for for the character and and the universe. So. Um, I will miss that book like I have missed a few others, and uh, it'll definitely be one that I reread many, many times over. So that's uh, that's that's my choice. That's an excellent choice. Thank you, sir. It is. This was by far the easiest category for me. I got a feeling we're going to tag team on this one. Yeah, didn't even think about it. Uh, and, and it's amazing because my runners-up are wicked strong. Alan Moore and Kevin O'Neill's League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, 1969. Now, when you have Alan Moore as a runner-up, something's going on. Uh, Johnny Ryan's <laughs> third installment in the ultraviolent prison pit. Joe Casey and Andy Suriano's uh, Doc Bazaar from Image, which I consider a one-shot. Okay, it is. It's basically one big issue with a bunch of uh, addendum in the back. It's hardcover, but it's it's a single issue. Um, and uh, Mike Mignola, Richard Corbin, and Dave Stewart's Hellboy, House of the Living Dead, all runners-up because my number one pick, and I stuck it in this category because the book that made my comic of the year didn't fit in this category, and I wanted to acknowledge both for this year. So my favorite single-issue one-shot is, by far, Love and Rockets, The New Stories, Volume 4, uh, I hate to say this, but it's solely on the strength of Jaime Hernandez's The Love Bunglers, parts three to five, and its companion piece, Return to Me, overshadowed everything by any publisher last year. It is a masterpiece. I don't use that word lightly, but those who have read it will probably uh, concede th that it is such a thing. Uh, it details... Maggie and Ray's relationship and the shocking turns that it um, it takes. Uh, Maggie's brother Calvin. You had Angel in there, Reno, Crazy Viv. It's just an amazing story. And if Jaime wanted to end Love and Rockets on this beat, it would be a fantastic ending. He doesn't have to do any more Love and Rockets stories featuring Maggie, as far as I'm concerned. This is 
a monument of a, of a story. It's brilliant in every way. The cartooning, the, the, the sequential art, just, he, he is head and shoulders above all the majority of people out there today. Gilbert's contribution, that, uh, King Vampire story, it's all right. I mean, it's Gilbert, so it's very, very good, but wow, is he overshadowed by his brother in this volume. It's just astounding. Love and Rockets, Volume 4, New Stories. Whoa. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, it's Comic of the Year, but we'll just stick it in this category. Favorite single issue, one shot. All right. Um, that. Oh, wait, who's next? I'm missing. You are, no, sir. No, I am. Okay. okay. Um, I am still working up to events. I'm already. Mm-hmm. I'm only to uh to the the third one of the uh, Love and Rockets news story. So I know okay. I've got to get there. Um, which I don't know if it's going to change my opinion on this. Um, and it was one of your runners up, dude. Alan Moore made a comic this year. I know. He made he made two comics uh-huh. this year. Well, it's he made the best comic of the year that I've read, and okay. that was League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, nineteen sixty nine. Uh, League is first of all, League. I'm very partial. League is my favorite comic of all time, and it's one that I can I can read any of the leagues over and over and over again, and it continues to open up new and 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 layered uh revelations to me it is so good it is i i love the league series and anytime the new that a new one comes out i'm happy and with the uh what league 2011 is due out is it next year i hope so um i'm actually a little sad because i think that's going to be it I, I, I so don't too. know if there's, I don't know if there's anything else for him and and Kevin O'Neill to do with the series. It, you know, obviously, you know, I mean, they could go into the future, but they've kind of they've kind of caught up. So I'm I'm sad that it's going to end because it has been quite a ride with those characters and the yeah. 1969 stuff um, by. <laughs> Uh, by wrapping in some Harry Potter stuff, I thought it was brilliant and funny and kind of a little bit of a uh, a risk taking on his part. But I thought it was awesome. So um, if you haven't read it, you do your do yourself a favor. I know that Kevin O'Neill is not everyone's cuppa, but I think he's amazing. I heard DC is going to do a prequel. Published- <laughs> <laughs> Hey, thank you, David. <laughs> funny. Uh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, Jason, take it away, buddy. Yeah, no, he'll um he'll be right back. Hold on a second. Oh, what is this? He sent me a text. He's grabbing a beer. Okay. Well, we can vamp for a while, right? Sure. It was a struggle. A lot of these uh, categories for me. They, not uh, not not so much this week, but next week. Yeah, I mean, I still have a struggle. couple of blanks. Um, the uh, <laughs> my my crime mystery books is um, I, I think that is the only Whoa. blank spot I have left. Jason's back. Um, my beer overflowed. Oh, it's oh, still yeah. overflowing. Are Got we paused? Bad. Is that Mm-mm. yeah? No, we're not paused. Go ahead. Oh, I thought, <laughs> he said we're going to pause. Was, all right, this yeah. ain't Petco. Oh, I um. <laughs> said really my oh there was something i was going to say about um 
the uh, I think I have a feeling if I start it this year that uh, Furation will probably be my new to me 2020. Ooh, nice. Oh, that's awesome. I will say that you know how there's some things that uh, we may like that we recommend to each other and then it might not fly with each other and it doesn't bother you, but I would say if you didn't like Furation, it would bother me. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> just being honest, it would yeah, bother me. Yeah, there's huh? certain things that, that when you hear, man, I just didn't dig on that. Like when someone says that they don't get Loving Rockets, I'm like, wow. Oh. You, you just dropped a couple notches in my book. Uh, but, well, you know, hey, let me have delved into Loving Rockets on the show yet then. <laughs> so, well, have you tried to read it? I read the first volume. Okay. You read oh, the Maggie okay. the Mechanic oh. volume where Wait, she's tooling no, around? No, no, no. The, the new stories. The new oh, stories. okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was the handoff. And I have the third and fourth, which were sent to me as one of my holiday gifts. So um, I'm trying to decide if I need to read the second before I read the third and fourth. Or Yeah, you do. Okay, so. Well, then it may take a while. I need to read the new stories. I've only read the, um, I think it was the, it was kind of, it was the new reprint, um, it was blue. Derek sent it to me. It was, um, it might have wow. been a, a Gilbert collection. I believe it was a Gilbert collection. It was Heartbreak Soup. Oh, boy. Heartbreak Soup is great. It, it was real good, yes. yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I definitely want to read more, but yeah. uh, so I, I need to get caught up. And it's for those, t- oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jason. Well, no, I'm, I mean, are we, are we really recording? Or we are we, recording, yeah. yeah. Are you going to edit this? Why? Because it has nothing to do with the awards. All right, keep going. Dude. Dude. It's Vince. <laughs> We're, we're letting it roll. So frustrating. <laughs> did you do a face palm? It's like, it's I like, did. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, well, let's get back to it then. Okay, let's get back to it's it. All right, again. so I'm up, right? right? That's what we're about, right? We're about fucking... It's right. Okay. Long so uh, next category uh, is uh, one of my favorites each year. Uh, much to my wife and my credit card company chagrin. Uh, and that is the... Uh, Company favorite, yeah, I know. Favorite collected edition reprint. Um, yeah. So, um, I actually wrote an article about it this year on a fanboy. Um, it's it's something uh, that I, I I adore buying these collections. You know, we're we're pretty much in a um, a golden era when it comes to this category, right? I mean, it seems like uh, every publisher is anything worth even remotely considering reprinting, they're doing. And I would say that the production values and some of these things are just off the charts. Um, so this is another uh, area where we had a lot of different nominees, understandably so, because there's just a ton of stuff that comes out. Uh, in third place among our listeners was, uh, and I'm convinced Chris Campbell paid people to vote for this, uh, was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Ultimate Collection Volume 1, <laughs> with just shy of 7%. Um, I, too, uh, bought this. Uh, it's nice to finally have some of these classic black-and-white issues in a nice hardcover form. Um, just missing the winning spot in second place uh, is the Jack Kirby Commandy Omnibus with 12% hey. of the votes. Uh, again, I guess that means if 8% voted for it for favorite new to me and 12% voted for it for favorite collected edition, uh, you know, it clearly was a big hit. Um, but the winner, again, just slightly edging that out with 13.2% of the votes was the Walt Simonson Thor Omnibus from Marvel. It is awesome. It is well, awesome. Yeah. It is a yeah. worthy, worthy winner. It is. Uh, Marvel put out a boatload of Omnibu this year, but uh, in, in IMHO, uh, this was the star of the of the bunch. Absolutely, uh, and certainly worthy of uh, of the kudos. Um, was not my choice though. Um, for me, this was one of those ones where 
uh, even though I probably had acquired, I don't know, 20, even 25, 30 of, of these this year, uh, this was probably the easiest thing I had to vote for. And that is because we got, and I think I'm probably the only one of us that's, that's, that has this yet, uh, the Mad Complete Fold-In Collection nice. uh, by Al, Al Jaffe. Um, nice. Jaffe, Jaffe. Um, it is, uh, it's just, not only is it an awesome content, but the packaging is just phenomenal. It is a slip-covered collection of all 50 years worth of Al Jaffe uh, back cover fold-ins. And for those that don't know Mad Magazine, um, basically the back page is usually an illustration done by Al Jaffe. Uh, and if you fold it on its seams so that the, uh, mm-hmm. the left few inches and the right few inches touch, it makes a completely different image as well as a completely different text. So yeah. it's basically a, it, it's a, it's, it's a really a stunning. It's like a riddle. That, yeah, it's a riddle. Exactly. <laughs> and to think that he's done this for literally five decades and come up. That's with a, crazy. It's just insane. Many, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. so this is a slip cased version. And what's awesome about it is that, um, because it's so voluminous, uh, they, they, they put it in four separate hardcovers so wow. that you actually aren't like going to break your wrist when you try and read through this or worry about the spine ripping in half. Now, so how did they, oh, no, I, I, I'll let you finish. I, I, I was curious to know how they, I mean, are you supposed to fold them in or? No, so that's right. And that's the other thing. So you got, you got four thinner hardcovers, which is nice. So you don't have to worry about spines breaking or anything. And then on top of that, um, cause they, again, they thought, well, if you're going to get someone to buy this high end hardcover, the last thing they're going to do is actually fold these beautiful pages. So um, on the left page is the unfolded version, and on the right-hand side is the folded version. Nice. Yeah, so that you don't have so any cool. folding. Um, and it, it's just really, it's just beautifully well thought out. It's, 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 it's uh, uh, you know, again, it's, it's between the, the layout, between the packaging, between the, um, the, the holistic you know, component of that it collects all of it. Uh, just for me as a Mad Magazine fan, you know, uh, this was just, um, you know, I love the Don Martin collection when it came out, what, two or three years ago. Uh, and this is just an even much, it, this to me is an even bigger achievement just because of the way that they, again, handled the folding mechanism and the packaging. Yeah. So, uh, man, this is just awesome. And uh, by all means, any of you Mad fans out there, I, I, I urge you to go out and, and get this because it's, uh, it's just a hoot. Yeah, it's holistic plus one because Jaffe created a fold-in that is only available in that edition. That is true. Really? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he, did new, yeah. he did a new one. And the other thing too is it's because it spans the entirety of, I mean, literally half of a century. It, it's 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 in its own way uh, a, a chronology of pop culture in our society. Oh, yeah. Because you know he he really was a satirist about yeah. what's going yeah. on at the moment. So, yeah. Awesome. You're right. Um, this was, again, not very difficult for me. And it's it's very odd, too, because there were a lot, as Jason said, of, of really strong archival editions this year. Uh, my Fallback, the creepy and eerie archives uh, out of Dark Horse. Fanographics published that Carl Barks, uh, Donald Duck, Lost in the Andes. Anything from Craig Yo and IDW is a sure bet. Uh, the most recent being the Chilling Archives of the Horror Comics featuring Bob Powell. The, the Terror Vime is, is just amazing. But my winner, and I gushed about it in episode 184, if you want to hear more, it's from Abrams Comic Arts, and it is the Someday Funnies. 
Nice. This just ran all over everything else published this year for me. Uh, contrary to what Dan Nadell says, the book's shortcomings, and, and in my mind, they're, they're really not. The coloring in spots is not all that great, but I don't hold that against what is there, um, the line art from these people. And by these people, I mean Sergio, Kirby, C.C. Beck, uh, Von Bodie, Frank Bruner, William Burroughs. I can go down this whole list, but there is, uh, Guido Kripax is in here, Kim Deitch, Pete Townsend. There's, there's a, a shitload of contri- Frank Zappa. There's, there's a contribute, uh, a shitload of contributors to this book. It is amazing. And a, uh, a three decades long quest to get this book published. Uh, by Mr. Choquette, and I think one of Dan Nadell's criticisms of the book was how Choquette inserted himself into oh, please. virtually every strip in lieu of Robert Crumb, who was targeted to produce a Mr. Natural panel for uh, each strip, and Crumb declined, so Choquette <laughs> inserted himself. And you know, his criticism was that this is... The book was made to be as much about Choquette as it was about the cultural document that the Someday Funnies is. I don't see it that way. Um, the opportunity to see work by some of my favorite artists that has never been published before mm-hmm. is was too great. And um, I just adore this book. So uh, Someday Funnies from Abrams Comic Arts, astounding. Let me just, see. It is it is me now, right? Yes. So right, saith the spreadsheet. The, you know, this is um this has turned into a really interesting category. I think it is the uh, uh for me anyway, it's kind of the Super Bowl of uh of, of comic publishing at the end of the year because I'm a graphic designer and it's something that I pay a lot of attention to. Not as much as like Chris Marshall, but uh it's something that I really respect is being able to is to put together a collection and do something really, really special. And I don't know if anything is ever going to beat uh, what DC did last year for their 75th anniversary. But, uh, you know, the, I think the bar is continually getting raised in these. And uh, my favorite uh, my favorite one of the year is from IDW. And... They did just, and I'm unpacking it because I keep it wrapped in plastic because it's that pretty. Uh, <laughs> you they, don't. they did uh, for Darwin Cook's um, interpretation adaptations of Donald Westlake's Parker series. They did a Martini edition, and it's the you know full-on weather-bound slipcase. But what kind of set this uh, apart for me is. Um, some of the extras were were unique in that um, there were illustrations of movies that Donald Westlake either um, wrote the source material or the the screenplays or was inspired by or were very Donald Westlake and Parker uh, inspired movies. So there were the, the great extras in here that were just uh, uh, just fantastic and uh, uh, just the yeah the production value and then you get to the actual material and if if you're a fan of 
of noir or the uh, you know the awesome nineteen fifties you know, um, you know anti hero stuff. It, it, the the Darwin Cook Parker stuff has been amazing, and this Martini edition is is befitting of how pretty that stuff is. Yeah, it's off the charts. It's beautiful. It is. I didn't know it was leather bound. I didn't either. Yeah. I, yeah. See, it, it was one of the, that was one book where I I really couldn't justify triple dipping because right. I didn't have the man with the getaway face. Yep. And and I as I'm reading the outfit, I'm I'm thinking I'm like, where the hell have I like seen or read the first part of this book before? And then as I was going through my mini piles, which I'll get into later, since Renee started a thread about it, I um uh, I, I, I I noticed. Uh, I was like, oh, this was – okay, so that's where this came from. But, I mean, I, I saw the, the Martini edition. I was like, it's something I'd like to get, but I just – I there was no way in hell I could pull the trigger on with this. Series. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's a, it's a fitting analogy, David. What? You pull the trigger. Pull the trigger. Oh, there you go. But, you know, it did, it did give me the opportunity to take um, the, uh, the novel-sized versions and – if I'm going to read it, I'm going to read the Martini edition. So I was able to uh, to gift off my uh, my other ones. So, That's which cool. is something that's eh, something I've kind of tried to start doing is if I have multiple copies of something in different you know hardcovers or or that kind of stuff, you know, try and you know give it away as Christmas presents. Something I will it, be doing the uh, um, and before we finish tonight, I know we didn't do it at the beginning of the episode. I, I do have couple of thank yous um wow. and what one of them does include um what uh what was um what what we uh what was talked about earlier with the um the collection which which uh came close to being jason's collected <laughs> of the year but uh my turn is um i this is one of two that i'm basically Echoing Vince with uh, my my pick for this year is uh, is a Sunday funny. So it's it's wow. It's um. I mean, I you know I'm looking at Reed Fleming and I I'm trying to remember if if that came out before, um, 2011 because I, I got it early in the year. But I mean, it's it's a nice collection. But oh, it, I think it, that's a 2011. Yeah. Okay. It, but it it does not as nice as it is. It's hardbound and it. I mean, it's it's oversized. It looks great. I mean, the art is beautifully reproduced in, in that size um but i i can't really it, it's not on the same playing field as something like the someday funnies uh and and then there's milk and cheese which is <laughs> is is wins another one of my categories but again it's not something that i can put next to someday funnies and say that you know it, it, it's my favorite it's it's just it's um they're I have plenty of of reprints and collections to, to get through again, thanks to the um, to the gift exchange. But I mean, this this book is just it's it's almost physically imposing. It's just it's it's beautiful. I mean, it's it's a great reproduction, and it's just I mean, the art is is fabulous on on this 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 oversized paper, and and I mean, it's it's good paper stock. It's just it's a really it's something that I am, I am really, really glad that that I got in on 
I'll say the ground floor. As you were talking about it, I think all three of us ordered it that yeah, like during the episode. So I mean, so I mean, it's and and I think it came right before Irene. So when I started to try to read it, um, as our power was going out, and and I just I couldn't get into it because my, my mind wasn't right but it's just it's, it's sitting right there next to my bed and I'm, I'm dying to, to 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 keep reading on and it's it's just it really I can't think of anything that I've read or that I own this year never mind that I haven't read but that I haven't gotten to yet but it's still sitting in piles that I can claim to be my favorite collected edition this year it's too bad it's ultimately flawed though it's, it's a shame yeah, yeah, with that one single panel. Yeah, yeah get, whatever. I think, I think I'll get over it. Okay, right, my turn. Look at this. I get to tackle the favorite character or characters. This one was a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, the forum tough. members, oddly enough, this is a very surprising. Uh, 5% voted for Spider-Man. 7% voted for the members of X-Force. Batman came in at 9%, and it was not enough to capture the winning... Uh, thing <laughs> for want of a better word uh with 13 percent of the votes in the it top was. slot this is nuts the cast of bprd that's awesome wow beating that man i th- i think we can I, I don't know how many people read it in 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 the miniseries i don't know how many people wait for the trades or i don't know if it's because dark horse started to come out with the hard covers but right. i can i i, I agree with the it's not my vote, but I can definitely see mm-hmm. why they do it. I agree with the people. Yeah, yeah I try cool. and avoid uh, spoilers with that universe because I'm maybe like, I guess at this point, maybe like 18 months behind. I'm like a couple trades worth of stuff behind now. But but uh, but as a result, I try and avoid the spoilage. I, I do get the sense, though, it's been hard to avoid that this was a really big year for Hellboy and BPRD mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the, the, the overarching storyline so I, I i suspect that had something to do with the with the, with the votes but i won't know that for sure until i get around to reading it a year from now <laughs> well i picked uh a number of characters bringing up the rear it's uh the hulk family over at marvel love those characters a bomb red she hulk scar uh in number two for me was uh the uh straw hat pirates from One Piece. That's huh. Yeah, I love that damn book. But uh, the biggest surprise came from my winners. And uh, it's a testament to uh, writers Ian Flynn and now Tracy Yardley, who also pencils one of the titles. It's Sonic the Hedgehog and the Freedom Fighters. Look at that. And it's crazy how good these books are. And you would you would think, okay, licensed video game titles, only gonna be so good and blah. No, it it is one of the best books every month. I I, I was That's so pissed awesome. because Archie themselves spoiled yeah, a, a made the end of a major they they spoiled you Genesis for me. I was mad. Because I, I, as I read each issue, I was thinking, where is this going? I, I can't wait to get the next issue. What, what's going to happen? And then Archie themselves tweeted, yeah, how does everybody feel about what happened to blah, blah, blah at the end of Genesis? I'm like, you douche. Why would you do that? You don't wait yeah. a day to do that. I, I know. But just uh, Sonic and Tails and Knuckles and Sally Acorn and uh, Big the Cat. Th- these are 
really good characters and and the stories are amazing this last miniseries this genesis thing they're publishing it in a hardcover edition and rightly so because it was fantastic you have video game characters in a book targeted at supposedly children and you have deaths characters are trans they're not violent and, and and a lot of them happen you know like video game deaths kind of but i mean there's real world things in these books they they don't write down to the children and they're reader friendly every time a new character or an old character enters the panel for the first time there's a little box next to the character saying sonic defender of mobius or or tail sonic's buddy you know and, and so you know who these characters are ixus nagus bad, bad guy you know and, and it's just they make it so easy for you to get totally immersed in these books. And David, you'll love this. At the end of every issue, there's a little, you know, blurb at the, at the, at the tail end of the book saying, what's going to happen next? Find out next issue. But in the meantime, go over and read Sonic Adventures and <laughs> pick up our Sonic, um, you know, super special number one and check out our digital comics on Archie.com. It's like they push their books right down your throat and and that, and that's great i mean archie's been in business for what 50 years and 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 there's a reason why because they they just keep reinventing themselves and i think the top of the heap at archie is sonic the hedgehog it's fantastic yeah this that's my vote all right that's great uh my favorite character is uh frank miller <laughs> <laughs> i love that i saw you when you wrote that i just i laughed i i had yeah to. that's it was, awesome it was it really was because it's, it's i don't funny. i don't think that he's an actual person anymore did you have any runners up uh gosh you know it's it's such a i know i know such a hellboy there you go <laughs> I, there you go i finished you know, holy terror I read it. Uh, I don't uh, want to, I, we, no, no, no. No, it's not no, the time. It's good. It's good. Uh, yeah. Um, my, <laughs> uh, my runners up were um, were Spider Man because you know it's it, it's Spider Man. Uh, the cast of American Vampire. Thank you, Jason. Ooh, oh, respect. Nice. Uh, yeah. The Court of Owls. Thank you, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, and uh, and and uh, Frankenstein, and of course because I, I started with the Plague of Frogs hardcover and I have the second one waiting to, to be read uh bprd and Ooh, um nice. and thanks to mark wade the new and in parentheses old daredevil uh but my winner is uh is uncanny x-force <laughs> because wow it, it, yeah it, it, i am I, floored i know i after i mean i this was one that i was i've been thinking about for most of the day and and after looking at everything i mean you know i i could i could just you know fall on the default and, and just, you know, revert to norm and, and say, you know, Spider-Man. But um, it after thinking about it and, and looking at, you know, what what I've been reading this year and, and, and what I want to keep going back to, it, it took Rick Remender to, um, and, and I can't slight Jerome Pena on, on the first arc, but it, it took Rick Remender to actually make Phantom X and Deadpool and for the most part, Psylocke, interesting to me. And they, I'm now reading them in a book that I want to read more of these characters. And, and I think, I mean, Spidey is Spidey. I'm not going to not read him regardless of, of who's writing the book. But for me to actually 
care about these characters in particular that I think that's a credit to Remender. So looking at everything I've read this year and, and, um, and, and again, it, it, unfortunately, if, if this was, if the new 52 started at the beginning of the summer, or if, if it had more than four months, then there might be more, Right, I agree with that. Yeah, I with that. But um, oh, shut up, you Marvel zombie, you lion! That's not wow. Wow. Jump off, please! (laughs) Holy shit! I think I'm the last holdout. If they put out a little bit more product, I would have considered them. But but... four months is four months. But Hulk. Yeah, because Hulk's on my list. I'm anyway, I know you are. I know you are. It's late. It's late. It's almost 11 o'clock. We've got to go to bed. Uh, sleepy. It's, it's, I know. We've got to finish up these five categories. Yeah, We've got to do this. we got another hour, bitch. But, but no, it's... it's um, <laughs> Let's hang it out. You have another hour. It, it really is. Um, <laughs> looking over everything I've read this year, and, and as far as you know, consistent what I've been digging and, and, and who I want to read more of, i, I got to say I'm Katie X-Force. Wow. Awesome, I'm I'm shocked and and giddy at the same time. That's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. So, it's a, it's a cool book. So the I mean, Uncanny X Force, uh, as you guys know, is is like a dream a dream comic cast for me because love Deadpool, love Phantom X, love Wolverine. They're all in the book. So uh, so um, I, when I was voting, I wasn't thinking of like a cast. Um, although you're not alone, David. Lots of people voted for cast. Obviously, BPRD cast one. Yeah. Um, my my runners up were. Uh, another member of Uncanny X Force, uh, Mr. Phantom X, Mr. Charlie Cluster Seven, Mr. Weapon Thirteen. Um, he's awesome, and it's great. I get so giddy now when I I read reviews or hear other shows and people talk about Phantom X like he's a new character and how how cool he is. <laughs> he's new to uh, me. Yeah, so it's 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 just it's just great because I to me he's he was the 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 standout thing I most remember from from Morrison's New X Men run. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also, a, a close a close runner up for me was uh, Moog Jugular, uh, who was the uh, the the Afro uh, Afro wearing uh, body part detaching uh, protagonist of uh, Kagan McCloud's Infinite Kung Fu, yeah. uh, and, and then my other runner up was uh, Cinderella um, from the uh, Chris Roberson penned uh, uh, miniseries by Vertigo this year. I think she's an awesome character. And I hope we see more of her in the uh, in the main fables book going forward. Well, I'm sure we'll certainly see her in the uh, the upcoming Ferris ongoing, which has uh, been announced and is in this month's previews. But um, for me this year, I got a chance to cast a vote for uh, arguably my favorite character of all time, and that is uh, Mr. James Hallett, Mr. Wolverine. So uh, I know a lot of people. Yeah, I know a lot of people are cringing out there because Wolverine is one of those characters that I get the sense you either love or hate, and probably more people hate him these days. Um, mainly because, let's be fair, he's he's massively overexposed. He's in like every other book that Marvel puts out, and I get that. And um, that's why I was surprised that I voted for him because, as someone who has read just about every thing that Wolverine's ever been in, I mean, or at least a good chunk of it, um, you know, there's ultimately a lot of times where stuff feels repetitious or even you know corny or played out. So um, it's hard for me to. To, to vote for him because even though there are usually moments of the year where I like him, there's a lot of stuff that I feel has just been there, done that. And so this year, I mean, really, uh, he stood out to me because, uh, yes, he's in a ton of things, but at least the things that I read with him where he featured prominently, I thought it was done well. And, and what's cool is that 
um, it was it was done in a lot of different ways. Um, now, a, a big part of the reason that I'm voting for him is is Jason Aaron because, you know, Jason seems to just have a way with the character. Um, you know, I, I talked just last week about the the Wolverine run and uh, and how that finished up. And in that book, he's it's a very serious book. Um, it's, you're sort of seeing the darker side of 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 Logan. You know, the the part where he's just one step away from you know becoming you know bestial. Um, I thought he was great in the uh, last few issues of 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 Van Lente and Pox Alpha Flight. Um, he's certainly awesome as the leader of uh, Uncanny X Force. Um, I thought he he was great in Aaron's. I mean, we've only gotten three issues so far, but but Wolverine and the X Men post schism, which has got a little bit lighter touch. He's playing the the you know the sort of uh, the mentor, almost like the Professor X role. Which again, we know he he had that kind of role in uh, in the Age of Apocalypse back in the day, but this is the first time in the in the uh, the main Marvel universe we've seen that. Um, you know, we we got we got a, a more humorous all ages version of him in 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 the uh, astonishing Spider Man and Wolverine um, uh, miniseries. So so I mean, the net of it all is, is we got a lot of different slices of of the character, and for the most part, I would say for the first time in a long time, the vast majority of the issues that focused on him were were really solid. Uh, so um, I'm happy to say that uh, my choice is my main man, Logan. Nice. Yay. Yep. Jason's life is good whenever there are good Wolverine stories. It's true, and there were a lot this year. There really were. I mean, genuinely so. Uh, I got to give it up. All right. Before we move on, I said Archie was in business 50 years. It's actually more than 70. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. So I was pretty stupid. So, okay, Chris, you're up. You are up, Chris. Uh, okay. It's a uh, favorite colorist, mm-hmm. uh, one of our favorite categories, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, uh, the forum. <laughs> you can see this, the, the, the cell th- gets th- highlighted when you click on it. I can see him moving around. Four nominees. So, um, I would, yeah, which I, I thought was pretty cool. I mean, that, th- th- yeah. cause you know, let's be honest. I think, uh, in cheating a little bit, when I looked at all of our votes, I think we all had the, f- the same person at first and we all, some of us you, changed it. But, you, you three yeah. did, yeah. Or, or right, right, okay, three of us did. It, but, it's kind of, it's kind of a category different. that I think people have. It's kind of like being uh, an offensive lineman going to the Pro Bowl. You know, yeah. it's uh, once you get in, you kind of stay in. Uh, and uh, uh, coming in with uh, 9.3% of the vote is uh, Dean White. He's great. Uh, uh, yes, with uh, with fourteen point four percent of the vote, and uh, and certainly someone that I consider is uh, Betty Brettweiser. Yep, nice. she's fantastic. She makes she's, everybody look good. She does. She is really Marvel good. And, uh, and really, do uh, I? She's actually a Marvel exclusive. Oh, okay. Well, she, she works with some great artists too, man. That's that. That's cool. Yeah, look what she does for Gabriel Hardman. I mean, he's terrible. Hardman, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> she actually makes his stuff look worth reading. It's true. Uh, true. And uh and I'll just uh go ahead and say that the uh the forums pick at thirty two percent and my pick as well. I think he's just uh, the guy is at the top of the mountain for me. Everything he he's distinctive but his but his style he's not trapped by it. You you know it whenever you see it most of the time. And uh and he's just so damn good and that's Dave Stewart. Yep. He is good. It's, uh, it takes a colorist with yeah. pretty big balls to color um, uh, Richard Corbin. 
a master of color. Yeah. And, yep. and if and Corbin, well, if Corbin allows it, then he's got to see, you know, he's got to be great. Sure. And Daniola yeah. and Jay Williams and. Yeah. Yeah. yeah his, his work in LG, I, I seriously helped make that book. I, and it, it's, he's one of those guys too. I mean, again, I think I voted for him last year. I think you voted. For him. Uh, he's won seven of the last nine Eisners. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and, and again, I mean, uh, what I was getting to before is that, you know, we had 34 different colorists nominated, which really actually, like, impressed me. I mean, that our board could, our form yeah. could because because I I don't know that I could name thirty four colorists. And Seriously, so, yeah, somebody uh, voted for Janet Jackson, I think. <laughs> so, so no, that's cool. I mean, right? That's pretty awesome. And uh, that but, is, but, that is. but but it's hard not to uh, you know I I I intent I I went out of my way to find someone other than Dave Stewart to vote for simply because I think I I'm pretty sure I voted for him last year and the year before. And again, he's he he's I think he's one of those guys that sort of almost should be retired from the category, kind of like James yeah. Jean yeah. cover. Yeah, you know, like, you're right. He, he just almost at this point needs to kind of step away from the game so that he can open up the door for some other folk. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Do, do, do you want to go who, who who you voted for, Jason? Um, or do you want to keep it going? Well, you're up, the, buddy. You're uh, up. My um, see, I I I went and I after you guys all voted initially for Dave Stewart, I, I went to see you know what did he work on that I read a lot of and and it wasn't really a whole lot so um i i'm looking at my runners up and he really didn't even make that list there was um fco Plentia, who, who of course is doing batman right now and uh and did haunt and yeah, pretty uh, good and, and val staples who of course you know dr hugh i can do not but uh there was laura martin because i did like the art on fear itself um Matt Hollingsworth, who's who's doing Punisher Max, um, and Betty Brightweiser and Dean White, but I had to go with basically the person who who colored the majority of the. Um, he's worked on multiple titles th- that I read in 2011. Uh, Matt Wilson, I mean he. He's, yeah, I can respect he's, that. He's doing Red Skull Incarnate. He did that mini um, for the Mike Avenger. Book. Exactly. There's, there's, there's uh, Thor, the Mighty Avenger, uh, and that untimely demise. There was the there's the rinse and uh, by Boom and um, and Uncanny X Force. At least um, some of the arcs that that, that, that I'm going through. So um, I, I couldn't really give it to just again, you know, going back to the new 52. And I mean, I, I would really, I almost did give it to FCO, but. Um, you know th- that was really one issue because I wasn't reading Haunt um, through, through throughout the year, so I can't. And I just this was one one category where I, I kind of just had to go with the person who who worked on the majority of of books that I read throughout the year. Yep. Yeah, I, I got to give you. I I can't argue that he's he's quite good. I think he actually might be a Marvel exclusive these days too. But um, but he's awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I my vote was a new at least new to me I guess new to me colorist uh, I'm sure he's been in the business for quite a long time so apologies to him before I I, I give him cast my vote for him but uh, but this is the year I took notice of his work um, my runners up were were two stalwarts uh, obviously Dave Stewart being one and of course our buddy and someone who uh, also could certainly warrant the award every year Val Stables yep. uh, and I actually just read uh, Seduction of or Last of the yeah Last of the Innocent. Uh, this week, and Val killed it again, um, and that actually had so nice. an even more unique challenge than normal with Criminal because um, he had the the I think the traditional Sean Phillips Criminal 
uh, vibe to play with. And then there were pages where he was playing more in the uh, direct homage to like the Archie uh, uh, Riverdale um, I- flashback type of stuff. And uh, so he had to, you know, I think he he had even an extra layer to 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 the effort this year. So, um, but but I, I voted for um, like I said, someone that was new to me, which is Javier Rodriguez. Oh, uh, and, and that's for for a couple of reasons. One, um, you guys all know Alan Davis, one of my all time favorites, yeah. uh, and he and Mark Farmer, probably my favorite pencil inker team. Um, and Javier has been their colorist for a bit. He colored them on Avengers Prime, uh, as well as the FF covers this year. And I, I, I uh, putting aside the editorial, I think the uh, covers of FF were the best thing going for it this year. Uh, um, yeah, uh, and, and then that also that a thing. <laughs> yeah. It looks like he also was the um, the colorist for a lot of Emma Rios' work this year. Um, and then probably the reason that he, he gets my vote uh, most directly is that um, uh, Daredevil seems to be a runaway hit. Mark Wade's Daredevil. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it, I'm not vibing with it to the same degree that everyone else seems to be, although I, I must admit it's... it's uh, I've gotten, I, I didn't really like the first issue, as you guys know. I, I think it's gotten better. Um, but, but that said, the art by Marcos Martin has been astounding. Yeah, uh, and I think a huge part of what's made this book so distinctive, after years and years of a very dark, somber palette, uh, is the brightness of the book. Uh, I agree with that. The primary colors and the flashiness, and uh, uh, and I think that although Marcos Martin lays the the line work down for that, the colors set it off, and the colors are by Javier. So um, between the 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 bright vibrancy of the Daredevil book, and then of course the uh, the more balanced look of 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 uh, coloring my my favorite penciler or at least one of my favorite pencilers i had to to give it to him so kudos to him i hope to uh to continue to enjoy his work for a long time to come cool good unfortunately for mr um i was going to call him kilmer uh mr staples i i had a break with tradition uh this time i voted for val as as my my number one for the past two years uh, I did not do so this year, but he was a very close runner-up, which is not to say that his work was inferior this year. He did a lot of great work. Uh, another one of my runners-up was uh, Betty Breitweiser, who does amazingly That's, beautiful yeah. textured work, and oh, her 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 color choices are so smart. But I had to give it up for Dave Stewart. I I, I had to for uh, the Batwoman stuff. And especially for the the Hellboy House of the Living Dead, his work in that is just phenomenal. Yeah. The 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 color choices are so dead on. I mean, he knows the zing to add in a, in a certain palette to to make it all pop, and he he's just amazing. So, uh, Dave Stewart, sorry, Val, I love you, <laughs> but Dave Stewart was really good this year. There you go. Next up. It's well, uh, see, David. See, 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 but but Val is one reason to keep reading Suicide Squad, right? I know, I know. No, I don't want to. I don't want to dredge that up. But I'm saying, you know, I mean, he he definitely was a bright spot. Yeah. You, you know what? Whenever a book does the search for character X, that drives me crazy. Whenever oh, okay. whenever a character leaves, and it's like we have to find them. That's it's so rote and so by the numbers, and it's just like I have no more ideas. So we're just gonna go look for one of our characters. Okay. Bugs the shit out of me. I'm sorry. Right. I I haven't read the fourth issue yet, so I mean maybe, yeah. maybe I'll be bowing out soon. But it's well, the favorite know. writer. Um, your votes out of uh, <laughs> out of twenty two nominees, uh, we had Jeff Lemire 
at seven point five percent. What? What? And you know, rightfully so, he should definitely be nominated. Graham Morrison at nine point four percent. So, Yay. so there, there you go for you people. Jason Aaron at eleven point three percent. Oh yes, suck it, suck it. That's and, uh, <laughs> and and your winner, as voted by the uh, listeners, the percentage of votes, Scott Snyder, thirty-seven point seven percent. Yep. This was uh, this was yep. a category that I wrestled with for. Um, Actually, up until most of this morning, I noticed. Um, that. Yeah, I figured you did. It was uh, it was going between a few, a few people. Uh, my runners up. Uh, and this was this was. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, because you know, has to be a writer, right? Green Panther. Oh, 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 oh. um, my 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 first and then Morrison, Kirkman and Morrison. It was a tie between those two. Uh, my um my first runner up is is the person who had the nod initially, uh, Scott Snyder. Uh, but he gets credit later on in the votes next week. So, or actually later on in this episode, uh, Joe Casey for for Butcher Baker and for taking over Horn. Nice. But you know, only one issue. Uh, Rick Remender for X Force. Uh, Fred Van Lanty. Uh, David Liss for for pretty much kicking butt on Black Panther Man Without Fear. Mark Wade for uh, bringing back Daredevil. Uh, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new sound. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, Jason Aaron and uh, Joshua Healthy Alcohol for Echoes and mm. uh, for I Vampire. Um, but uh, my winner, because again, I guess shotgunning a bunch of issues in, in one fell swoop kind of helps you think through things. Uh, Dan Slott is my choice for this year. Um, Unheard of. It's, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's nice having a, um, a singular voice. On Amazing Spider-Man, and um, and if you if you've read at the be- from the beginning of Big Time through Spider Island, that there were seeds he planted that I didn't even see being planted back then that paid off, you know, months issues later, and uh, and it it really just he he has a knack like like we you know like, like Claremont had it with the with the X-Men and Byrne had with Fantastic Four I think Slot has a knack for writing Peter mm-hmm. Parker and Spider-Man and, and and he's really at home in um in that corner of the Marvel universe and and uh and I I really you know thinking about who really just kind of stoked my fire throughout the year and 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 with one i mean be, and and it really was because of this one title as far as just what he did his title i i really just kind of had to give it to slot yeah i i uh i i'm it's funny it's another one like bprd where i'm i'm reading it but i'm so far behind i'm probably like a year and a half behind so i haven't gotten to all the stuff that you're praising right now but but it seems like slot i know there was a lot of consternation about you know, moving away from the thrice monthly brain trust type of thing and, and giving it back to one guy. But it seems like uh, the transition went well. I mean, between your praise of Spider Island and and yeah. uh, and, and all this, it seems like he, he's pulled it off. Mm-hmm. I would think he did. Good yeah. for him. So for me, um, much like David, I mean, uh, and I guess the, the winner of the, the listener vote, I mean, Scott Snyder had an amazing year. I mean, this yeah. was sort of a coming out party for him. Um, so certainly he was on my, my short list. Um, uh, really, though, the, the vote for me came down to two guys, and if, if you guys have been paying attention, it's, it's for a while I had it split, um, and I finally picked one. But uh, but but the vote was split for me for for last month between 
uh, Jason Aaron and Rick Remender. Um, and I guess I really didn't want to have any ties, so I, I, I ultimately tipped the scales to Jason Aaron. So, wow. you know, um, as, as much as you have loved, yeah, I mean, so I, I remember. First of all, Remender's always on my short list. I, you know, I love him to death, and and obviously, are you reading Re- Venom? Yes, I am reading Venom. Okay. okay. Uh, which, which, which again, he's making Venom interesting, which is hard yep. to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Remender and Fowler is a great combination. Um, I, I, again, he, 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 uh, Uncanny X-Force, awesome. You know, it's, it's like my wheelhouse. Um, certainly the end of Fear Agent, as I said, was, was pitch perfect. So, so it was tough. I, 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 I really thought I was probably going to end up giving it to him, but I just, in terms of body of work, uh, I had to give it to Aaron because, um, the slightest edge goes to him because of a little bit more, I think, um, range. Uh, and what oh, I mean by okay. that is, um, again, Aaron wrote Wolverine. He's writing Wolverine the X-Men. He wrote The Astonishing Spider-Man and Wolverine. Uh, and then he wrote, he's just started writing Incredible Hulk. Um, but, but, on, oh, yeah. which again are, are all, I, I think, terrific in their own rights. But, but, but the, the thing then, if you layer on top of that, Punisher Max, which has been amazing. And, and again, talk about yes. a character that's been, I mean, talk about a character that's kind of played out. Um, the bullseye but, arc was amazing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he has made. You know, I was really tired of Punisher. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I was really felt like I had read just about every Punisher story there was to write, and and Aaron has made this Punisher Max series terrific. Uh, and then last and certainly not least for me, um, you know, this is it was my vote for for my favorite comic of last year, and that's Scalped, um, which which to me every month is is one of the best written, uh, almost like jaw droppingly well written books. Um, so. Just I ha- when I when I thought of all those things that he did, every one which, which was in its own way different from one another, ranging from humorous to just the most, just just almost deeply depressing, which is scalped, uh, and then a range between with some classic superhero thrown in. I had to give him the slightest edge and, and go with Jason Aaron. Cool. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, make no mistake. Whoever I voted for for the best writer. Um, I think, as both of you have uh, mentioned, that Snyder had the best stage presence for the year. I mean, I mean, he captured the audience attention like nobody else. It was right. the it was the year of the Snyder. So I, I got to tip the hat to him f- for that feat. And and he is on my short list of runners up. I have uh, Scott Snyder. Guy's, guy's young too. Which I is know. Low side. I think it's twelve. Twelve. Uh, another uh, youngster, Jeff Lemire, is on my list of runners-up, and I also, uh, you know, threw a little bit of uh, meat to Palmiati and Gray for All Star Western, oh, nice. which is oh. really good, really good book. It is. But the winner, and there can be no other, as far as I'm concerned, the my favorite writer for 2011 was Alan Moore. Ah. Not, oh, not, yeah. not only for League of Extraordinary Gentlemen's, uh, Gentlemen, Century 1969, but what I feel was one of his strongest works, probably one of his darkest and, and most disturbing, uh, tales, and that's Neonomicon, which he did mm-hmm. with Jason Burroughs, uh, for Avatar. So yes, Alan Moore, my magician buddy, gets oh, my, that. my, my vote. And it would be Mr. Neesman now. Yes. Me too. Yeah. Oh really? That's cool. Alan, Alan Moore made comics this year. He did. <laughs> so he wins. <laughs> he wins. Are, dude, are the you loopy? End. Are you uh, loopy? Uh, 
and, and well, baseball. I'm just echoing what you guys said. Uh, Scott Snyder, Jeff Lemire, uh, two guys that uh, between Animal Man and Swamp Thing, I think those are those are two titles at DC that if you're not reading, you're you're totally missing out. And really exciting stuff going on with those. Yep. Um, you add in, you know, what Jeff is doing with. Um, uh, with Frank and Sweet Tooth, and then you you look at Snyder's you know Batman work and Severed, which is going to come up in conversation later. Um, tease. Uh, they're they're <laughs> both so good, but Alan Moore made comics this year. It's true. So can't argue okay. that. Can't argue that. Yeah. Where else are you going to see a fish creature getting jacked off on panel? Please. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Where else are you going to see someone put Tom Riddle in a comic and have it not only be awesome, but make sense? Yeah. That's a good yeah. point. Alan Moore. The Magus. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, we're getting to it. We're getting to the, to, to the, uh, to, to the men who draw, who draw them funny books. Um, up first is uh, our favorite pencilers of the year. So uh, this was uh, another broad. I mean, there's a lot of people penciling books each year, each month. So, not surprising that we had uh, almost uh, 50 nominees um, coming into tie for third uh, from Daredevil, Mr. Marcos Martin. Nice. Uh, hard to argue that. Um, I know he was. Uh, I believe Chris's uh, pick a year or two ago for best newcomer, which we're not doing this year. But um, no, I'm just saying. I remember. You know, see, he turned me on to them. But but certainly Martin is awesome. Um, and tied with him is a, a good buddy of ours and uh, actually multi, multi-time multi uh, guest uh, on the show, uh, Mr. Gabriel Hardman. Yay. Uh, yeah, both yeah. pulling in slightly less than 7% of the vote. Um, just ahead of those guys uh, in second place was uh, Mr. Jerome Opeña. Yay. Who, um, good. Along with his uh, counterparts, Tony Moore and Rick Remender have gone from uh, from their days of indie comics working together to... Uh, think think to- about how many artists Rick Remender has helped bring along through yeah. the titles that he's well Pena did uh, a lot of strange girl and, and then obviously did fear agent alternating arcs with tony and mm-hmm. now he's uh he's just been killing it uh on a kenny x-force yeah uh, but the winner and really no surprise actually i'm, I'm actually surprised that um he quote-unquote only got 16 and a half percent of the vote i figured he would even be higher uh and that is uh greg poppy capullo uh who of course uh, <laughs> has uh has skyrocketed uh, into the uh, the stratosphere of mainstream comics with uh, with his efforts on Batman, um, but as as many of you listening know, has been uh, doing fantastic work for a long See, long time in the business. It's, it's kind of cool that he's a young gun and all. I know he's a young gun, right? He's, uh, <laughs> only been drawing Spawn for what like fifteen years. But, but, uh, yeah, but uh, but no, he well, I mean, look, what can you say? It's 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 obviously well deserving. Um, and frankly, he was. Um, uh, he was my he he was listed as my winner for for uh, a few weeks. Yeah. Um, I thought I was going to vote for him too. He was the first one that came to mind, um, and and a runner up to him was certainly Gabriel, who again I have a soft spot for. Uh, not only a great human being, but also great taste in women, and uh, and can draw himself some, <laughs> some funny books. Um, but but ultimately, I had a change of heart, um, and it was brought out by actually reading the last two issues of this person's work because uh, he started the year drawing this particular book uh, and then um, because they were double shipping it a good like 12 issues came out without him doing it uh, and then he he was the uh, he was back with this final arc of the year uh, on this book and that is uh, Jerome Opeña um, 
again, it's uh, it's a combination of I love his work, and then he was drawing characters that I just adore in a story that I adored. So um, he he brought it home. He was like it was like neck and neck. And then when I I read the last two issues of this Archangel run in Uncanny X Force, which Jerome drew, and I thought, oh, uh, as much as I love Poppy Capullo, uh, Jerome edged him out at the uh, at the tape yeah, for me. Okay, yeah. So yeah, so uh, so Jer- Jerome gets my best penciler of the year. Nice. Poppy Pete on the couch. I shattered <laughs> tradition again with this category. Mark Buckingham has won for the past two years. Like and ever with you. I kicked his ass to the curb in favor <laughs> in, in favor of uh, Mr. Capullo. I'm so giddy. That, that Greg has managed to grab the industry by the lapels and say, look at my goddamn work, because I've been one of the best pencilers in the business for friggin' decades. He drew Spawn. And, and I, 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 I that's all you need that to know. That's like an affirmation by itself. Spawn, come on, people, get <laughs> come on, dude. <laughs> no, I have loved his his work since day one. He honed his skills to razor sharp precision on Spawn, and and he precision, and he in in my estimation, he's doing some of the best Batman ever. I don't care what you think. That's what I think. Greg Capullo is doing fantastic work on Batman, and it's only going to get better because now he's gaining that following back, and they're only going to put him on the biggest, most high-profile books. He's going to... Like like Batman? No, there's there's even even higher things (laughs) to shoot for. Like Batman? (laughs) No. No, he's going to rape the industry, and they're going to bend over and take it because they yeah. want it. Yeah, Greg Capullo. I they'll love put him. him on, they'll, they'll put him on a book like Suicide Squad. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would go back and start buying it again. Yes, you would. Yeah. Yes. Chris. Uh, oh, yes. Get with the program, uh, buddy. I'm just, like, <laughs> still here. I, I, I'm just thinking of your comment of they're going to put him on a really big book. I was like, like Batman. He's your spawn. Uh, spawn. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Why is that so goddamn funny? Toy line, dude. That's it's, good. A little, it's a little humorous. Uh, my uh, my favorite uh, penciler is uh, a former guest on the show, and uh, uh, he is just one of the this nicest guys. Surprising at all? What? This your pick was not surprising at all. No, it's he's just. He's amazing. He's such an amazing person, and uh, and you can't you can't help but be happy that that the comic industry realized how amazingly talented he is. And uh, you only have to uh, go and uh, uh, track down the copies of Captain America and Bucky from this past year to yeah. figure that out. And I'm of course talking about uh, about Chris Somney. Yeah, he's good. Good. hard to argue that. Is. See, we're we're getting into the in, into part of of the categories with the favorite creators. Where I'm glad if if one of us, if if one of my buddies yeah. picks someone that I know I can give it, give love to someone else because all right, they got him covered. Well, these are the hardest categories, right? I mean, they really are. I mean, you know, you, there's there's literally hundreds of amazing pencilers and inkers and stuff yeah. doing books each month, so yeah. it's so hard to you know pick Wait, one. Does and, this and, mean that David didn't pick Somni? I, I know. Oh, you had, no. had Somni for a bit. I had Somni for a yeah. bit, and then I had, and then I had Poppy for a little bit. But I, <laughs> where is I, this Poppy Capullo? I, I don't know. It's, 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 it's because of Jason. Um, it, it it did it it was my pick was Capullo uh, for a while, but again, you know, 
it, it, we've only had you are as consistent fickle. as he's been. I am, dude. Because, dude, there's 12 months in a fucking year. So, you know. You have to be, you have to be fickle pig mouth, but you're still um, fickle. Dude, you said shit how many times this episode? I don't know. I wasn't counting. All right, then. Don't worry about it. So wow. I, I, uh, wow. <laughs> well, you know, we're getting past the two-hour mark. Well, no, you know? Jason's his, his boo now, so you know, he don't need me. Oh! Uh, that's what it's all about. <laughs> I know. He, I, I, not, I, I, like Mark love. Buckingham, I've been kicked to the goddamn curb. It's okay. <laughs> it's all about Twitter love. My, my, my runner's up. It, oh. <laughs> my, my, my runner's up did include Capullo. It included Mahmoud Asrar. It included uh, Marcos Martin. Paolo Rivera, uh, Stuart Imminent for, for Fear Itself because, you know, there are some bright nice. spots. Nice. Um, yes, Imminent. Very good. Sarah Pacelli for, uh, for Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, <sighs> Stef- <laughs> Stefano Castelli for his amazing Spider-Man work. Uh, Joe Bennett for Deathstroke. I had, Ooh, I, I, nice. I had a shit ton of, of runners up. And, uh, and Ryan Stegman for, for oh, she Good called. choice. Steggy. And, yeah, and, and he did some work on Amazing Spider-Man. And, of course, today... Um, Scarlet Spider came out, but speaking of Spider-Man, um, because of just the output and and consistency, uh, it's Umberto Ramos. This, oh, Umberto, look at uh, you! It's uh, he's he's making his. I mean, as 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 good as his work was on um, Spectacular Spider-Man, written by Paul Jenkins, um, he's he's making his mark on Spidey like. Ross Andrew did, like John Romita Jr. did, uh, like like Friends and Bagley did. Um, the uh, it's just he's I, I love the the feel of the book when, when he's drawing it. There's um, there's just it it it's a fun Spider-Man book when 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 he's drawing the title and and uh, I I like seeing you know I. I dug him on on the Wolverine Civil War arc. I dug him on on Crimson, which I I ran through this year. Um, it's just it's it's nice seeing him on on you know like a pool on that small time book Batman. It's, it's nice seeing him on <laughs> yeah, on a uh, on a high profile book where not the Wolverine small change, but it's just it, it's the flagship book and, and he's on it and he's and he's making his mark and it's just. It's good stuff. So I, I, I really and and after Spider Island with everything that was going on and I'm and it's not like there weren't any there weren't any slow moments. I feel when 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 Ramos was was drawing Spider Man. So there's there there were no blank empty background panels. It was just there were a lot of faces, a lot of characters, a lot of action, a lot of backgrounds, and and it was it was a lot of work to draw Spider Man this year. And 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 I got to give it up to him. Cool props. Jason, I have to give you thanks for allowing me to do this category because the the person I picked is one of my and I'm not giving him any lip service because he's a friend of the show. Uh, he is an astounding talent. I always say this that he does not know the 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 breadth and width and length of his talent because he is just fantastic. He he's got one foot. In, in the vintage classic style, he's, he's, uh, simultaneously a very contemporary artist. Um, I, I almost wish that I could have my head grafted to his neck, like, <laughs> like, like, uh, like Ray Milland to his Rosie Greer. There you uh, go. So, so I can constantly observe how he manages to cast this, 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 
graphic magic. He yeah. has a, a gritty, no, a, a rough hewn elegance to his his mark making. He's got a key eye for composition and scene construction, which probably comes from his day job, which he does the exact same thing that he does when he does comic books. Which is in comics. I, I'm telling you, Gabriel Hardman. Hey. Is is by oh, far yeah. my my favorite uh, penciler inker. I, I I love this man's work to death. Betrayal uh, on the pl- of the Planet of the Apes is just astoundingly well done. You need to pick that up. Co-written with his wife Karina Bechko. Um, my runners up, and this speaks to the the uh, skill of Mister Hardman that I would put these two men in his shadow. Uh, the first Richard Corbin. <laughs> wow! Yeah, in, in Gabriel Hardman's shadow. What the frig? Wow! Gabe um, Prater are, are, are punching uh, the table right now in, in bafflement at uh, the fact that you're putting Corbin behind them. But I know, but it just it <laughs> gave, Mr. Hardman spoke to me more. He had a great year. He had a he great did. year. Um, he really did. And uh, behind you Mr. Know, Corbin, and, and you know what I love is that Gabriel and Karina they don't have to do. The, the apes book right. they're doing that book because they want to right it's right. i mean they have major love for that for that property and uh i love that they're doing it and and love every second of it yeah, it's awesome. a really strong title uh and and we're only going to get more um the uh the the sequel has been announced so uh Get on the internet and and look that up because there's only going to be more apes work from Bechko and and Hardman who is not penciling the second one, but that's okay. Uh, in Mister Corbin's shadow, I have Moritat. Wow! Uh, nice. it, it, right. If you've seen the the first bunch of issues of All Star Western, wow, that first issue, oh my God, was it gorgeous? Uh, I thought the fourth was super strong. They're they're all really strong, and um, if you're distracted by the digital backgrounds, what few there are, you're not looking at the right stuff. So true, true. yeah, yeah, uh, more tat. But uh, our forum members had a different take on things, somewhat different yeah. take on things. Yeah, uh, totally different. With five point five percent of the votes, we have a three-way tie of Terry Moore, Jeff Lemire, okay. and oh. Francis Manipul. Wow, that's that's pretty also cool. Also, guys, yeah. Interestingly yeah. enough, really good, really strong talents. You know, they also are writers. It's great. Yeah, they are. Uh, with 6.6% of the votes, Mr. Hardman, who should be a hell of a lot higher. Uh, 9.9% of the votes, which is 6.6 flipped. J.H. Williams III. Hard to argue How against about that. that. Yeah, it is, it is, but I think Mr. Hardman's better. Yeah. Uh, and, and the, the winner, the winner with 13.2% of the overall tally is Mr. Chris Somney. There you go. Hey. Yeah, I've been just, agreeing with the forum, which is kind of amazing. That's scary. This is brilliant. Maybe, no, maybe the forum is agreeing with me. That's a. Sure. No, I doubt it. That's a no-brainer. I mean, Chris is just fantastic and he's so awesome. young. He's so young. I know he's he he just turned eighteen. <laughs> and he wears summer. great hats and he has good yeah. taste in. Uh... David is laughing because I just dropped a line from Elf. He's so young. Uh, all right, Chris. Uh, no, it's it's uh, Chris yeah, next. Chris, Chris what do you think? Me. Okay. Uh, we are looking at what here? Um, favorite inker or, or penciler inker? Oh, favorite. Uh, f- um, you had favorite, Gabriel Harvey for this one. Oh, I it's think. favorite oh, writer yeah. artist? No, favorite no. penciler oh, inker, buddy. <laughs> favorite penciler. Wait, we just did favorite penciler. Yeah, no, we didn't. Well, they're all the same. No, penciler 
and then there's anchor or penciler anchor. I give you a hint, that woman, buddy. This is why Jason isn't going to do do right. this 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 combo category next year. Um. Oh yeah, J H Williams. Duh. <laughs> there you go. Wait yeah. I said yeah. I just yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. that guy. Yeah, that guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, the his that woman stuff is is. Just go look at it and yeah. pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Pretty, it's pretty amazing. I've it's funny it too, too because Amy Reader is is awesome. I mean, she's quite a good. Oh, uh, she's great. Illustrator. Yeah. But like, I gotta say, a part of me is sort of not liking that she's taken over for the next arc of Batwoman. I'm sort of like, I mean, at least we got consecutive issues though. We didn't yeah, have to wait right. months and months between them. And you know what? I, I'll I'll drop this bomb, and I don't care what anybody thinks. What J.H. Williams is bringing to Batwoman is akin to what Neil Adams brought to Batman back in the day. Oh, snap. No, it's true. Ow. He, he He's he's uh, ratcheting it up a bunch of notches. So, Bunch of bunch of. Yeah. Wow. David, what you got? I wish I was enjoying Batwoman. Uh, favorite anchor or penciler anchor? Oh, how could you not I enjoy went, it? Uh, anyway, I went with anchor. Uh, Shocking. Shocking. Uh, no, I, I, I had to, you know. It's got to represent. Uh, Art Bear was my winner. First, my runners-up. Uh, Freddie Williams. It's going to be a long list, right? It is. It is. It, well, because I wanted to give some pencil rinkers some love. And, and, and there, were some, um, there were some creators throughout the year. And, and, and with the DC relaunch, uh, you had Freddie Williams on Captain Adam. Uh, Mortad, as, as Vince attested to on um, All-Star Western. Um, Rasan Ikidel, who who did great work on Echoes and and uh, and the pilot season book, and my jam piece, and your jam piece, you have uh, <laughs> Jerome Pena on uh, on Uncanny X Force, uh, Wade Von Graw Badger on uh, Fear Itself, Klaus Jansen on Spidey, Steve wow. Lennon, Punisher Max, uh, Frank Avila on uh, on Daredevil, Hugh and, the Orchestra, um, and and Gabriel Hardman is my last of my runners oh, up. I, so you read it. the list backwards then. <laughs> you just saved the best for last. So. I, had to, I had to. But R.T. Bear, because uh, I, I feel it's been a, his work on Deathstroke, on, on uh, Joe Bennett, has, um, is a complete transformation to, to the T. Bear of old from, from Cable, from everything yeah. else. He's You're done right. Over. You're right. It's true. Um, it's, uh, I, I find it to be, it's, as Vince mentioned, a few weeks ago, months, uh, a couple months ago, where uh, we were first talking about Deathstroke, how how they're very similar to. Um, well, it might not have been on the episode; it might have been in an episode thread. But it was um, Bennett and T Bear are are very similar to uh, Hester and Parks, and just yeah. how, how how they complement each other, how, how the they style. know each other's line. Yeah, it, and it, and it kind of, it's not as popular, but it just it it just it works, it fits, and Deathstroke. I don't care. You know what? If even if it wasn't a Deathstroke book, if it could be Suicide Squad, I'd still be reading it just for this artistic team. It's it's a beautiful yeah. book. They they just do work really well together. I don't know if if they're if they're drinking the same Kool Aid. I don't know what they're doing together, but it's just it, it's a they're beautiful. they're energized. It's it's just it's they're in sync, and and yeah. I love it. And I really and give it up for Kyle Higgins too. The writer, oh, oh, the writing is yeah, because I mean the story's definitely there, dude. The and, end of issue four, WTF, dude, right? But I know, 
it's freaky as hell. I, don't, I just wait for him. <laughs> I want to smack you whenever you say that. WTF? Question mark! Exclamation point! I was, I was, I was waiting for him to die though. He's, he's been annoying me since the first issue. Well, but, there you go. He, they heard you. They answered your yeah. plea. But there All you right. go. It's it. RT Bear is my favorite inker of of 2011. He's nice. Great. And there you job, go. David. And that's with just four issues of the new 52. All right, Chris. Oh, see that? See that? <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, I deserve uh, that. Much like David and Chris, I mean, the the, the runners up are, are massive. Um, uh, there's just a ton, but but I mean, certainly Gabriel, um, who I own probably more art of his than uh, than I should be legally allowed to. Um, <laughs> I probably have helped at least pay for one mortgage payment uh, out in Helen. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then Moritat, again, you know, Justin's a great guy. Uh, I had the pleasure. Actually, I met Justin the very same day that I first laid eyes on our, uh, our, our wonderful Chris Neesman. Oh, uh, really? Was that, that's right. Right. that's right. That was the first time we had met in person, wasn't it? Yes, sir. Wow. So, so that, that's, he always holds a special place in my heart. And uh, I remember when, he, when I met him that and day, he hates some Satan. Yeah, he was. He told us he was going to be doing the spirit, um, which was cool. But but it's nice that he's now doing a book that uh, that that I'm I'm really enjoying. Excited, uh, great. Yeah, <laughs> that's nasty. Yeah, it's truth. Keeping it real. But but my choice again, uh, Jerome being the favorite penciler, um, he he could have certainly qualified in this category. But uh, this is another one that it was really pretty easy for me this year, and that is my boy. Uh, not that I've ever met him, uh, Raphael Albuquerque. Um, yeah, you know he he killed it on American Vampire. He's the co-creator with Scott Snyder. Uh, love his stuff. Uh, it's distinctive. That point uh, one issue on X Force that I recently exactly, and that then you, you add to that the point one issue of Uncanny X Force. But you want art from? Uh, exactly. I I have the privilege of 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 putting my money where my mouth is on this category as I own pages of Raphael's from both American Vampire and Uncanny X Force. Um, but yeah, just, just, just a guy that, 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 you know, as David alluded, it's in these categories, I do weigh sort of someone that's put out a lot of work, you know, or at least more than a couple issues. So in this case, Raphael put out uh, at, at least, well, I think, I think 12 issues this year, if not 13. And, uh, and given the quality of his work, that's hella impressive considering he does, you know, the pencils and the inks. He's badass. So, um, yeah, th- this was, <laughs> this was Albuquerque's year for me. Loved nice. it. Awesome. All right. We're getting towards the end. Keep yeah, Chris. Chris, oh, favorite writer artist. Fa- uh, okay, favorite writer artist, and uh, uh, there were uh, a whopping thirty nominees uh, from the from the forum, and uh, coming in with seven point one percent of the vote, it was actually a tie, which is pretty impressive. Uh, two of my favorite guys. Uh, Terry Moore and J.H. Williams the third, I think they're both amazing. Uh, Rachel Rising, I can't. I'm actually looking forward to the eleven Oscars being over because I want to talk about Rachel Rising uh-huh. because <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, it's amazing. Uh, at eight point two percent, Francis Manipal, uh, and at ten point two percent, and I'm saying this is uh, the power of the podcast right here is uh, Kagan McLeod Good from uh, Infinite Kung Fu. Uh, and, uh, the, uh, the kind of runaway winner from the forum is Jeff Lemire with, uh, 28.6% of the vote. And, uh, we, uh, we're in agreement. I, I can't <laughs> give it to anybody else. Um, 
the the forum and I continue to see eye to eye. I'm scared. You, you evil forum. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, Jeff Lemire been awesome. Um, Sweet Tooth still kicking ass. He's writing some amazing stuff. He's obviously an amazing talent, and uh, it's it's still um, um, tickles me pink that uh, that a guy who um, had, had kind of had that that indie reputation is uh, is turned into such a, a a mainstream mainstay. So cool stuff. So congrats, Jeff, and and your stuff is awesome. That's that that is awesome. See, and I, I was thinking about this because. I mean, I, I think that's a huge credit to Kagan McLeod because it, Infinite Kung Fu is just is one honking book. And I was thinking about someone who's just put out very little, well, not, not, not in size, but just one book. Whereas, but then I see Francis Manipal, but I mean, at least he's, he's out there month in, month out. So I, I think that that's pretty big news for, for Kagan to be second place. When compared to the forum with um, with the votes, because Infinite Kung Fu compared, I mean the Flash might be seen by more eyes, but I I, I think you think that that's that's <laughs> I think uh, I think, but I I, I mean I, I I gotta give it up to the forum for for, for so many voting for Kagan McLeod in 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 that in that case, but um, there weren't too many things I read this year by one person. Um, I had the trade of, of Marine Man by Ian Churchill, so that was close, as was uh, Terry Moore for, for Echo and, and for kicking off Rachel Rising. But I recently um, started to read Sweets by Kobe Chamberlain, and, and that oh, pretty nice. much, I mean, between between the, the story that he's telling in that and the different art styles he's got going on, um, that's that's who gets my nod. I haven't, I haven't really sat down to read Infinite Kung Fu yet, so I, I, I haven't I wasn't able to give it to Kagan, but um based on what I what I've read throughout the year just on one person and because I, I have read quite a bit from from Marvel and, and from D C in the past few months, it, there weren't a lot of things done that, that I enjoyed by one person. So um so yeah, so, so Cody gets my vote this year. That's great. You know, I, I, I have I have sweets sitting here waiting to be read and I feel bad now that I haven't read it because I'm wondering if it might have uh impacted my my view. Oh, okay. But but uh but uh unlike your uh la- laggard ass, uh I was uh I was inspired enough to have read uh, Infinite Kung Fu. Yeah. And um so first let me let me throw props to uh a prior winner of mine in this category, Mr. Jeff Lemire. Um you know Jeff's our boy. I I think he's killing it on Animal Man. Uh, I love Frankenstein, uh, and of course, Sweet Tooth is just uh, terrific. So, so he could have easily been my choice, and and probably will will always be in the hunt with uh, with the Underwater Welder coming out next year, and and all that stuff. I'm sure he'll be he'll be right in the hunt again. Um, and then actually, you had given a little hat tip to our boy Gabriel uh, in this category because uh, he was the co-writer uh, with Karina um, on Betrayal of the Planet of the Apes as well as the artists and. Uh, and again, as you guys know, I'm not a huge Planet of the Apes fan, so to make me not only buy but to thoroughly enjoy a Planet of the Apes uh, uh, comic book is is no small feat. But uh, for but sure. for me this year, uh, it was um, much like Jim Rugg last year and and Jeff the year before. The, the, this is a guy that I didn't know about until I saw his work this year, and 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 now I I can't imagine not being a fan of his for life. And that's Kagan uh, for Infinite Kung Fu. Um, 
Uh, Hush. This is, uh, you know, this is like a comic pulled out of my deepest, uh, you know, parts of my cerebellum and uh, and put onto the page. I mean, it's it's uh, Kagan is a, a hip hop fan. He loves uh, 70s era black exploitation, and above all else, he's a huge fan uh, of of the classic kung fu martial arts films of the uh, of the 70s and uh, 80s, and, uh, and and has been doing. You know, a lot of people I think think of Infinite Kung Fu as um, as a new work, but it's actually uh, a collection of work he's been doing since uh, 2000. So well over a decade he's been working on this. Um, and uh, it's it's just badass. His art stylings are just uh, fantastic. They're they're unique. You know, it's it's uh, it's it's mostly brush and ink wash stuff. Um, you know, most of his artistic mentors or uh, or idols are not uh, you know traditional comic book artists. They're guys like Noel Sickles, um, Andrew Fawcett, guys like that. Um, but it uh, is in K- the tradition of Lone Wolf and Cub. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's, uh, that's and Kamui. Uh, yeah, that's, that's an homage for him. Um, yeah. I would imagine a lot more people are familiar with Kagan's work uh, from his advertising uh, side. I mean, he, he's actually quite a well-known. Uh, his illustrations appear in a lot of well-known magazines uh, pretty much every month. Um, but uh, but yeah, this, this for me was one of those transcendent books along the same lines of you know Aphrodisiac or uh, Essex County, where it just I just loved every page of it and. Um, uh, I got a chance to meet Kagan at New York Comic Con. Super cool dude. Uh, didn't get a chance to talk much hip hop with him, but uh, hopefully we'll get that chance to remedy that soon. Uh, I'm I'm happy to own a page from this book. So uh, he is absolutely, without question, my favorite writer artist of the year. Cool, beans. nice. Kagan was on my list as well. Didn't take the top slot, but he was on my list. Keaton. Uh, <clears throat> no, I I do love it. Infinite Kung Fu. It's a it's a great great book uh johnny ryan for prison pit oh, oh i'm stunned <laughs> i freaking love that book uh, it is. It, i knocked my mainstay down a peg eric larson does not win for me this year shocker but, yeah savage dragon is as wild and unpredictable as it ever was angel and malcolm and now somebody else and the ever robust supporting cast. If you uh, grew up reading Amazing Spider-Man in the Bronze Age, you will be right at home with Savage Dragon. It, it managed to capture that that feel. Uh, so, Eric, sorry, but my favorite writer artist, who has cleared huge swaths of the Amazon rainforest in order to publish his mm-hmm. ongoing saga. Uh, of the Straw Hat Pirates, it's Ichiro Oda oh, for, 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 for One Piece. Um, Julian is somewhere fist-pumping right now. A, an amazing <laughs> accomplishment that Please never pump. lets up, never never falters. It, it's it's in, on its 60th volume, I think, and, and the story is as robust. So it's easy and, to get into. <laughs> no, it's, unfortunately, it's not. It's but, a jumping on point. Yeah, it, it's, I, I just adore One Piece. It, it's one of those books where... I heard the word of mouth, I picked it up, and I, I can't imagine reading comics without my monthly dose of uh, Luffy and, and the gang. So, One Piece and Ichiro Oda for me. Nice. Yeah. And we are at the last of one, the baby. Year. Last there one you of go. This Chris will be happy. Creator of the year. We have. Uh, Drum roll, please. Our this is the up. big stalker. This is the big Include. one. Uh, Rick Remender at seven point one percent. 
Booyah. Jeff Lemire, 13.3%. Ta-da. And the forum vote for number one was Scott Snyder at 41.8%. Stunned. I'm stunned. That's a big number, dude. That's a big number. Nominees. That 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 is a big number. Uh, our votes. Uh, mine to start off with were um, my runners up. Well, there was really only one runner up. <coughs> when I look at what was done over the year, I kind of had to go with Jeff Lemire initially. Um, with with the uh, with Frankenstein, with of course Sweet Tooth, and um, and it's it's just it's been fun. But when I again thanking Jason, when I look at um, Who's been the most consistent this year from, from what I've read? We've had American Vampire. We've had Batman. We've had Swamp Thing. We've had Severed, which I, I devoured the five issues in, in, in a matter of, of days. Uh, my creator of the year is Scott Snyder. I, I, I can't. It's, he's just been. I haven't had a miss yet. And. Um, and again, it's just it's it's he's he's had a wide range. I mean, he's he's doing the capes and cows literally with, with Batman. He's 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 doing Swamp Thing, which I'm reading Swamp Thing. I think after reading the fourth issue, I am reading Swamp Thing because Scott Snyder is writing it. I'm I'm not as thrilled with because um, Yannick hasn't been the sole artist throughout the first four issues, and and things haven't sucked me in wise, but. I, I want to know where Snyder is is going with this story, and Severed has just been, and, and he's not he's not the sole writer on Severed, but uh, he's part of it. And and American Vampire is, is something that I really wasn't expecting to read a few months ago, and and because Jason kept talking about it, I I, I had to check it out and, and oh, interesting for that. So so yeah. so yeah. Like it is. This this fits well, right? But it's 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 my my creator of the year is as as the form said. I, I guess I'm I'm going with uh, like Chris says this time around. Me and the form are seeing eye to eye on this one. So Scott Snyder. Yeah. Well, and I, I follow you up, and and uh, and for the first time, I think tonight uh, we we are in matching. Uh, wow. Uh, I I I couldn't give it to anybody else. Um, I mean, similar to Kagan, you know, I, I I was aware of Scott Snyder before this year, but but this was the year where, uh, you know, he really sort of stepped up the game, and 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 you know, I think um, uh, I don't I know that uh, like Jeff Johns and and uh, those guys don't want to hear it, but but I'd say Snyder's sort of like ruling the roost at DC right at this point. I mean, at least, oh, at yeah. least creatively, he's at least he and Jeff. I mean, they seem to be the the, the new power power. They're duo, the they are the I you know. If you're going to say young guns, I think they are definitely the young guns. They're they're yeah. exciting and yeah. uh, they're they're kind of they're kind of weeding the charge of of that that next generation. So uh, and, yeah, yeah. And, and I will say that that I mean a lot of Snyder stuff, even Batman to an extent, at least if you include the detective stuff, which um, which he did earlier in the year before the reboot. Um, you know, he, he definitely is most at home uh, in the the. Where there's horror as a as a genre, um, you know, certainly Animal Man and and Batman even have a lot of horror elements with him at the helm. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing him, uh, you know, stretch himself and and do some some things that are you know have decidedly no horror aspects to them. Um, but in the meantime, 
Um, as David listed, I mean, all the things he's doing have, are all just about perfect comic books. Uh, so uh, I, I've yet to read an issue of his that I've disliked, and that's not, you know, that that's when you're putting out as much as he is, that's no easy thing. So, um, yeah. So mad props to him. Yeah. I, I just, I honestly couldn't. Uh, it'd be one of those things where I saw what the, I saw what the, the vote was and what a landslide it was, and I, I just thought there was a little bit of well, who else could I give it to? But um, I, I couldn't not reward him for what I think is a, a stellar year. Nice. I'm going to acknowledge the work of Snyder and Lemire and Alan Moore and. Uh, uh, scads of, of other top tier creators who, in my opinion, lit off a bunch of M80s to this artist, Abom. Uh, they, they, uh, produced more work than he did, mm-hmm. uh, far more pages, but in, in one edition, this guy just l- destroyed everyone in, in, in the, in the playing field. And, and that is Jaime Hernandez. I I think the his contribution to Love and Rockets New Stories Volume Four just eclipsed everything that was published last year. It, it is a fantastic piece of work, and uh, Mr. Hernandez is my creative of the year. He's awesome. He is. There's someone after me. Is that me? That would, uh, be. It would be you. Oh, uh, yeah, Scott Snyder. Scott, I mean, this is this was his year in in all the all of the DC fifty two stuff. I mean, there was there was one guy that was like, "Wow, this is this is an exciting creator to watch." Yeah, Scott, Scott yeah. Snyder was the creator of the year. So and that was the year that Alan Moore made comics. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Nice. All right. Well, for this week, we're done, but uh, we Woo-hoo. will return next week with part two of our 11 O'Clockers, sponsored by, yet again, Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. Get all your stuff cheap at Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. EOC8 is the code. Enter it into the pre Morrison slot if you are a first-time customer, and you will get an extra 8% off. It's, I know, it's because it, it's gold. Uh, you'll get an extra 8% off your final order. Uh, in your travels, what the hell was I going to say? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, well. Get okay. uh, yeah, no, I don't. I don't remember because we've been talking about so much shit. Um, yeah, go get, read Witch Doctor from there Image. There you go. Yeah, because uh, they recently re- published a one-shot, which I'm assuming will be collected into the trade, which was solicited not long ago, which means you should keep an eye out for it. It is written by Brandon Seifert, art by Lucas Kettner, Sonny Go does the colors. It is fantastic. Witch Doctor. If you like horror, and I do like horror, this is going to push all the right buttons. It, it's just an amazing book. And you know what? You'll hear more about it next week, bitches. Cool. Probably go. not. No, you will because that's on my list. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I read Rachel Rising. I mentioned it a little bit earlier, and I want to talk about it uh, next week. I'm caught up with it, and it's awesome. You mean the week after next? If it's not on your list? Yeah, yeah, week after next. <laughs> right. I'm willing to um, hold off on my thank yous this week. Uh, Chris will cry. There's uh, well, Chris will cry, and and so will Dan. Leaf and Sick Man. But um, I'm going to uh, say to uh, give 
since there's only one issue left, so you'll probably be able to get the trade. Legion of Monsters. Uh, the third issue mm. left off. I, I, I could care less, oh, really, wait. about... When did the um, third issue come out? Third issue came out, dude. I read the third oh, issue. Oh, shit. I miss... I gotta go get it now. Yeah, you go get it, man. Oh, it's too bad you already went to the shop. The, um... <laughs> the, the, uh... I, I really don't so much care about, sad to say, Elsa or or Werewolf by Night or really anybody else except, except Morbius because there there were things that happened in the third issue that, that affected Morbius where I'm like, I, I need the fourth issue like right now. So so curse you that is hopeless and, and <clears throat> want to go for um for making me really want the last issue of this miniseries like right now and, and uh I've been I mean I was enjoying it. And I never did third issue, and and like, she just got real. It was just, it was, it was kind of yeah. a little bit of a change between the first two issues. So, um, oh really? Yeah, no, I, I I felt it was. It's been a while. I read the first two issues back to back, and then it, I read the third issue when it came out. So I mean, it, there, there was a little bit of a of a delay between those. So I mean, maybe it, it was just me. But let me know if you think different when you read it. But um, when I get it, yeah, I yeah, when you get it. But up. it's it's uh, I I definitely definitely recommend. Legion of Monsters, so 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 go get truth, it. Truth, truth, respect. Uh, in your travels, first pause while I thank somebody because uh, I know that David was going to hold <laughs> off his thanks, but I I should have thanked this person last week and I didn't. So and that is uh, Thermite, Mister Is Wilkinson. Oh, nice. Uh, he was uh, kind enough to send me a package, um, and uh, in it was a bunch of cool stuff, including some Ohatmu stuff, including those uh, those legacy books. You know, like the Marvel 60s, Ooh. 70s, 80s? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, right. um, you know, so like the Ohatmu. Um, but definitely the, the most distinctive thing in the box. I mean, it was all cool, so I don't want to... But but the thing that uh, that just made me crack a huge smile is he attached uh, the uh, DC Comics series of uh, Mask, Mobile Armored Strike Command. Nice. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, mad props to him, because I, I knew those comics had come out back in the day, but I was such a Marvel mm-hmm. zombie, I didn't own them, so... Uh, I'm looking forward to reading those and talking about them in a in a future episode. So I know thank Vince you. Won't read them. What's that? I know Vince won't read them. Kurt Swan will. Oh, snap. oh, really? Yeah. 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 Everybody's uh, all everybody's all jiggly and melty and. Oh, snap. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but, uh and, and but, but once you once you get done hearing me, thank is uh, then it's back to reading. And so I would commend you to uh, skip over uh, Fatal, the the book that just came out by uh, ah, yes! Baker and uh, and and uh, and Phillips, and instead. Instead, slow your roll and go on back and pick up the trade of uh, of the last volume of Criminal, Last of the Innocent, because uh, ah. it, it didn't factor into my 11 o'clockers, and uh, it's not for lack of trying. Um, I spent all day today thinking how I could make it fit in it. It's not going to make it, but it, it really, it, uh, it, it certainly almost, it, had, I, had I read it uh, earlier in the year, I would have likely created a category just to make sure I could uh, acknowledge it. <laughs> Um, it's, 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 I thought the strongest, uh, criminal's been in a while. Um, I guess more specifically meaning that I didn't, I didn't particularly care for the, uh, the, the, the fifth arc, um, at least not as much as the, the prior ones. And so I, I, I was pleasantly surprised by this, the sixth arc, which, um, basically is, uh, their look at, at what if you took the Archie Riverdale mythos and turned it into the crime ridden reality of uh of of the criminal world and uh and nice. that's what he, he's like it he does and archie is involved in a in a, a murder mystery with uh with his wife who is the veronica proxy and his she mistress who's the who's the yes she is the Betty proxy and, uh, 
Jughead is a is a is a is a is a dopehead and uh, surprising. <laughs> uh, oh, Reggie's God. a pimp. Yeah, it's awesome. It's it's awesome stuff. So Sabrina uh, in it? No, no. Uh, but like I said, uh, Sean, Phil- you got the classic Sean Phillips criminal artwork that uh, that he's come to to make everyone know. But then you've also got pages where um, the Richie Rich, uh, I mean the Archie character, is is thinking back on his life. And in those in those uh, moments, it's uh, it's it's a more traditional Archie. Uh, like Dan Perrin esque styling. Um, That's awesome. So I gotta get very, that. Yeah, really cool. Really, really cool. So, and I think the trade just came out. So, cool. Give it a whirl, people. All right, Chris, bring us home. What do you mean, bring us home? Isn't it your turn? He already went. Dude. Right, right. Oh, he, already, he already was. That's right. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's never, a long. Never listen. Never went. Guess, yeah. I, so we'll be doing three hour episodes that he did. Yeah, an hour and a half ago when I was saying, eh, I want to pick it up. <laughs> All right. You know what we were just talking about, Rachel Rising at the shop today? I, I said, oddly enough, the, the local owner shelves Rachel Rising right next to Razzle. And Razzle has had 13 issues, I think, in the space of one 30 issue series of Echo <laughs> and yep. four issues of Rachel Rising. It's yeah, like, it's like yeah. Terry Moore, not Terry Moore. Um, yeah, Terry Moore is on a on a real strong stretch, just kicking the stuff out. I love Terry Moore's quote uh, relative to digital and why he doesn't have his stuff on digital. He was like, "This ain't a hobby, folks." Uh, <laughs> that's wow, right. that's hilarious! I that's need to make awesome. money this stuff. He did say so, that. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And if you're looking for show notes this episode, there will be none because I, I no <laughs> no Oscars. That's it. Boom. Because I don't want to spoil the surprises. Awesome. I mean, I, ha- I, I have a tendency to list friggin' everything we mentioned, even something in passing, and it's, that would not be good for an episode like this. I've changed my yeah. ways. Wow. So, for those Here wondering, we next week we will have our new categories of the year, which were, uh, genre categories, uh, as well as, um, uh, some of the, yep, comic of the year and, uh, a couple cool. other things. So, yep. Yeah. Should be fun. Favorite Ed Brubaker crime comic. That's going to be a popular <laughs> category. So, favorite Ted joint- Horn. <laughs> join us next week we will be here and i hope you enjoyed this because we had a, lot, a hell of a lot of fun um support your local lcs go online get some comics from dcbs and uh be back here next week and we'll talk about the stuff you bought probably oh yeah we love you peace yeah say but say uh call me david call me david <laughs> <laughs> gracie lives call me good night call me Night, yo. <laughs> <laughs>